Alright, welcome into our very first episode of the, uh, we should probably figure out a name for this podcast, but the Sparkcast, maybe, the Sparkcast. I'm uh, <laughs> your host, Novel Rajiv, and uh, I got with me my two co-hosts. We got uh, Block Tink, goes by Tink. Welcome. Nice to see you. I would argue that uh, you're on my show, but it's fine. And then we got Janine Nozneb in here. How you doing? Janine. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good. Samantha, get off the counter, son of a... Oh, my God. Dang it, son of... I'm, hey, I'm sorry about that, man. I got... Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. What's up, man? It's fine. How you doing? How you guys doing? I, I, no, uh, you know, I, I want to know how Tink's doing, you know. He looks... Uh, I like hey, no, I'm doing well, all right? I uh, got in the yard today. Did some mowing, some weeding, real manly things. So just prepping the house. Yeah, you look all uh, sweaty from uh, mowing. Nope, that's just how I always look. <laughs> I'm a naturally greasy person. So Tank's going to be uh, on the weekly show Indeed. because he's so busy and he works so much. He'll only be a guest host so every couple weeks. But yeah, let's get into uh, so this podcast. We're gonna It's going to be like extra long this week. We got the last season recap. We'll go over news and notes from around the league. We're going to grade each of the team names, do some wheeling and dealing, going over the trades that have happened so far. We'll recap the draft, go over the power rankings, and then review the week one matchups. That's a that's a sponsor. So, yeah. Oh, also, yeah, if you know anybody that wants to sponsor this podcast, uh, you know, we'll always take in sponsors. All right. Last season recap. I know uh, you weren't even reporting on the league back then. That's that's correct. I, I was I was not here last year. I'm a little new, but I've uh, been doing my research, and uh, I looked at last year, and I've been looking at this year, and yeah, I'm very excited. I believe I've seen some of uh, his early work. They called him the Mark Twain of Alabama. I've also heard that. Yep, my mother, my mother says I'm an angel. So take that to the bank. So I think uh, we got a first like highlight. You know, the last year's champion. He was pretty freaking awesome. The GM Fisher, the Six Packers, what a great team. They came back, started the season two and four, snuck into the playoffs, dominated through the playoffs. What do you get? What do you guys think about that? Well, I'll take this one first. I honestly think that GM Fisher's talent is equally matched by his colluding. Okay. There have been several reports that I personally know of where he's been accused of cheating and he's actually been accused of being alongside with the commissioner in those collusions. I've done a extensive research as the beat reporter for that team, and I can confirm there's been no collusion. He won it based off the pure talent, pure talent alone. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of like Eli Manning in the Giants. Like he had like an average regular season and got hot in the playoffs. Honestly, not a good team, not a dynasty, but got lucky one time. Congratulations! But it sounds like. He's the Eli Manning of fantasy football. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. We got the dynasty rankings later, so I think we'll be all pretty surprised by who's up there. What about that Reams character with the Adrian Peterson? He's returning as the same team name so far. Went uh, ten and three throughout the regular season. Did pretty good in the playoffs, but then uh, you know obviously lost to uh, the Six Packers. Yeah, he got he got cold in the playoffs. It happens. Yeah. It does happen. But I tell you what, his team is pretty stacked this year. I, he's the one to watch. He's got a stud cast. Only concern I would have for his team, and we can get into this later, is it a tight end premium league, and he is not sitting very well with the tight ends. 
We got uh, GM Nicola down there with taking last place in the toilet bowl. Started 3-0. Started 3-0. Started pretty good. But then uh, decided to not update his roster at all. Yeah, word has it uh, he was killing rabbits. No excuses. This is a this is a very important league. Um, I think we can all agree that that is not a valid excuse. Agreed. Yeah, this isn't uh, you know fantasy baseball. This is once a week. Like, come on now, it's not that hard. Come on, guys. Let's see. We got the largest margin of victory. GM Mo, who's now gone from the league. GM better than you, Kent. He beat him by what is that? Eighty six points. Eighty six point four six points in week twelve. It's pretty impressive. Kent did lose that week, but I think if you can take a gander at the league, Mo is no Mo, so so he won't be a threat for that GM anymore. He was never a threat. That's true, because seems like uh Kent didn't even stand a chance. I've talked to a few people, and they they you know what they say? They say whenever I play Kent, I feel like we're Alabama and he's Appalachian State. That's what I've heard from multiple people, but you know just like blowouts, like left and right. Your mom's diaper has blowouts left and right. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at like the, some of these stats. Like Mo had quite a few high point games. He also had like the most or the second most combined points in a game against Reams in Week Five. That did happen. Did Mo even make the playoffs? I think he did. Oh no, he, he did. He did not. Five and eight. Yeah, <laughs> he did not. So he's he's a home run hitter, but if it's not a home run, it seems like it's a whiff. Yeah. And then uh, Nicola almost won. He almost got another win in there against Doherty. Closest. He only lost by point zero six. Yeah, he's almost a GM, too. <laughs> I think the biggest thing from last season, though, is when GM Small had a 97% chance to make the playoffs. In, like, what week was that? It was, like, week 10 or something? It was at the, the home stretch where most people, like, you kind of already have that playoff picture set. Talk about crumbling. I guess I think I don't think I'll ever forget that one. That's like that goes down in the record books is one of the things. Sounds like he's softer than an applesauce cookie. Oh yeah. Oh, first off, applesauce cookies are delicious. The cinnamon, the nutmeg. Oof. But this boy, ugh. yeah, small way to really not uh put forth your best effort, huh? It's the little things, you know. You gotta yeah, the small things. Pay attention to little things. Yeah. The small things. Very very small things. I think. His small things were smaller than ours. He definitely had a lot smaller things. Yeah, does small have small? Yeah, there's small smalls. You hear that? He had a pretty small chance of not making the playoffs, but that grew pretty big. Yep. <laughs> we also had two. Not a shower. We had two GMs. <laughs> Doherty started one and five, and Fisher started two and four, and both teams ended up making the playoffs. Pretty unheard of. Doesn't happen very often. All right, you guys want to review some of the? There's only Doherty, one and five. That's that's pretty solid. I'll give him credit yeah. for that one. And then that GM Fisher, like I said, that guy just you know it's pretty great. He came back two and four, ended up winning the winning the title. That's I mean that's pretty awesome. I mean two and four isn't that bad of a record, especially I mean we're talking Clay was three and zero. Oh. All right, let's see. We got one, two, three. Only seven trades happened last year. Yeah, I'm looking at this first trade and uh, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. So right just I'm so laughing. our listeners get in here, it's a uh, GM Elam, GM Kent. In week two, traded uh, Elam got Nick Chubb and Kent got Chris Carson. <laughs> oh, highway robbery. <laughs> terrible, terrible. <laughs> Who is this guy? Those both ended up being their keepers, right? Or some of their keepers? Yeah, nobody, nobody wanted Chris Carson. Come on. 
Sorry, that was Kent. He actually just gave me a phone call while we're on the phone. Uh, while we're doing, while, yeah, while we're doing the podcast, that's uh, it was funny that you timed that and brought it up whenever you did. Um, the Nick Chubb Chris Carson trade was very interesting at the time because that's whenever Kareem Hunt had back to back big weeks, and it looked like Chick, Nick Chubb might not be able to hold the position as long. And Chris Carson had a much stronger strangle on the Seahawks running game, who rely on their running game. Looking back now, he may regret it possibly, especially after that injury. I mean, what he injury? was out for um. Weeks eight till weeks eleven. It's four weeks of the season. As far as I'm concerned, he still made the playoffs. Name name a good running back. Name a good running back uh, in fantasy from Seattle since Sean Alexander. Or, yeah. or Sean Lynch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> name, name seven more. Rashad Petty. Yeah, that's yeah, that was a bust. But yeah, so the Nick Chug trade is a. Uh, that 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 be interesting going forward. The that next trade pretty good though. Mike Davis ended up being pretty great for the rest of the season, right? Yeah, Mike Davis had the starting job because CMC went down. Uh, I think it was actually pretty lucky that he got traded and is now starting in Atlanta. So if you have him, I need to have a dynasty Conner, format. James Conner was a a one year wonder. Yeah, I think there's nothing going forward for for dynasty, but Mike Davis could be a one year wonder this year, but after that. He will also be forgotten. So this basically, he got a one-year rental. And uh, I mean, Mike David. So he went back onto the draft board for the startup. So he's with who's he with right now? Worst of the best. Worst of the best is going to be Reams. He got him in the fourth round. Yeah, he could be pretty. He could be decent this year. Then a one-year rental. You know, if he wants to try to win this year, you know that sounds good. But or that him and Connor and Renfro, I think they're all trash. All right. Next trade was. GM Elam and then GM Chenault. Elam got Connor, James Connor, and then uh, Chenault got Mike Evans in five dollars fab. So basically, highway, right after Chenault traded or got uh, Connor, he traded him away to Elam. Yep, got Mike Evans. So it ended up being pretty good. Mike Evans, Mike Evans almost could have been a keeper. He's kind of like one of those bubble players that could have been kept for their team. And then what did Mike Evans ended up being like one of the top wide receivers in the league last year? Oh yeah, he's uh, I think he's the only person that's had like was it, like seven thousand yard seasons in a row or something. Yes, like that. that is correct. Yeah, that was a steal because Connor, like I said, he was good two years ago, and that's it. Now he's a backup. Mike Evans is still a monster. Yep. So the next trade, Reams traded with Rojo um, in week seven. Reams got T. Higgins and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And then uh, Rojo got Michael Thomas and Joni Smith. I mean, that wasn't actually so bad considering the teams the team needs at the time. And Joni Smith was actually having a really great year to that point. I think he cooled off at the end of the year, but until then he was doing pretty good. Yeah, and then, uh, well, Michael Thomas then ends up re- getting re-injured in the playoffs. So Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's even struggling going into this. He's out until the bye week. I still think I'd rather have Michael Thomas because, well, no. No, if you, you had the Clyde, the Edwards Hilaire, I think he definitely won the trade. But I think Thomas still has potential for uh, the new team that took over. Yeah. Rojo. Well, the thing, the, the thing is uh, a lot of these trades were done before we knew the league was going to be a dynasty. So I think there's also a lot a of factor. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that would have kept players like CEH and T. Higgins. But, I mean, they didn't because T. Higgins wasn't really providing anything. He was very low. I was looking back on the chat. I think it was week nine that we decided on 
it being a dynasty. So that was like all these trades were before that. Yeah. So yeah, and then that uh that next trade, GM Fisher and Reams. Fisher got Melvin Gordon, Reams got Carlos Hyde and Cooper Cup. It's actually a pretty fair trade considering last mm-hmm. year. I mean, I would argue Melvin Gordon is far less attractive this year, but that for that year, that's actually not. What bad. I remember it happening, I think the six Packers were pretty weak on what running backs. Like they only had like one running back, and then uh, they had a lot of wide receivers where Cup wasn't even really starting. So ended up being pretty good with both teams. And then the final trade of the season: Reams and Kent. Reams got Derrick Henry. And Kent got Antonio Brown, CD Lamb, James Robinson. That's a pretty great trade, honestly. It was an even trade uh, for me because it allowed me to get CD Lamb. You mean? Uh, I even have him. Or uh, Kent. Yeah, Kent does. Come on, Tank. I'm not the first one to do it. You guys <laughs> both have done it. Shut up. Yeah, Kent got James Robinson, who produced still the whole rest of the year. Derrick Henry did have some huge games in the, the closing games of the year but to give up to give up a 2000 yard rusher definitely took uh you know some big balls uh i think uh henry his workload it could be lessening this year so i'm kind of i don't i don't think he'll be close to last year uh a lot of people are high in cd lamb and uh james, james robinson obviously has a big advantage this year with the etn out but uh i'd say it's a pretty Pretty fair trade, but I, I kind of like what uh, GM Kent got uh, a little more because I think CeeDee Lamb's long-term uh, potential is better, and Derrick Henry, I feel like, he might be good for another year or two, but eventually he's going to hit that wall. That's true. He hasn't had any like real long-lasting injuries, um, which is, I mean, just probably... Running, uh, backs, running backs are age, old, age faster. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a testament to Derrick Henry's regimen take care of his body that he hasn't really had any injuries uh, but it's i think part of that team too yeah but can't have cd lamb still on his team for dynasty so that held on i think he probably would have kept james robinson for dynasty had the draft happened this week and not last week because he etn looked like he was going to eat a lot into that workload and now all of a sudden it's all james robinson yet again gm tuma got a steal with james robinson if he ends up being the workhorse that he was last year in the draft. Yeah. All right. Yeah, those are some pretty good trades. There really wasn't that many last year, and I think this year there'll probably be a whole bunch just because of the way that the league goes. All right, let's go into uh, – we got some biggest impact players and waiver wire grabs from last season. Uh, so this – I just kind of went through, you know, looked at, like, some of the top players in the league and tried to grab the ones that weren't, like, grabbed at their draft position. So, like, starting off – GM Reams, you got James Robinson in the 13th round of the draft. Robinson ended the season as seventh round overall running back. I don't think anybody saw James Robinson having the year he did in Jacksonville. And with, man, again, ETM being out, James Robinson could secure a long-term role in that offense. And, I mean, we're talking a possible top 15 back going forward i remember at the draft when i was reporting there live i overheard some gm say who the hell is james robinson when it was picked ended up being i would really love to uh have heard who that gm was uh undisclosed (laughs) Uh, of course novel novel you're always so uh hush hush and and close to the vest well that's how you gotta keep 
people comfortable coming to you with those you know those uh secrets he's he's young but i still think this is uh his last year of being relevant absolutely dynasty format yeah you got this last year and then etn recovering james robinson will go to some weird situation probably to like maybe like the a team like the falcons trades him for like a third rounder and he still could be decent but i I don't know. I don't see the longevity there, but it could be wrong. But I, I will. I will say that you are. I think you are wrong on that one. I think, I think Robinson will have another top fifteen year and kind of cement himself in Jacksonville. So what happens when ETN comes back next year? I think they're going to have to slowly incorporate him to figure out who who ETN is now versus the ETN they drafted. Urban Meyer has to prove himself and his first like first or his second first round pick. He had two obviously two first round picks his first year. He has to prove that uh, he knows how to draft. And so Lawrence and ETN basically he is saying they're the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he was looking more for ETN to be a Swiss army knife in in, uh, in that regard and maybe he does take Jay Robinson's spot. But they drafted a certain ETN, and now post-injury, that is not the same player that they drafted. They don't know how he's going to recover. I don't think they really have any choice but to kind of ride the James Robinson train until Robinson proves he's not good. And I don't think he will. Well, that was kind of the thing last year, though, was Robinson wasn't even really that great of a running back. He wasn't even that efficient. He just, like... He was great for fantasy because they gave him the ball like every single play. I think there's like two games where he had like a hundred percent of the snaps. He was in a hundred percent of the snaps. Like I think that's a tip to the hat though of the ineffectiveness of the offense last year. Minshew wasn't great. DJ Chark wasn't great, and that was even when he was in. He was hurt so many times. I mean, Lamika Chenault looked like he was a true wide receiver too, and. Maybe he is going forward, but again, another surprise. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Small picked up Chase Claypool from the waivers in week two, but then dropped him the following week. A couple weeks go by, and Reams picked him up in week five after his big 42-point game. He got him for $30 fab, and then Claypool ended the season as number 24 wide receiver. Not like... Not the best wide receiver in the league, but he also kind of had a late start and, you know, ended up being one of the a wide receiver too, you know, so. And then how do you feel about that uh, $30 for Claypool? I think looking back on it, uh, it's different because it's now a dynasty. And so I think 30, I'm not sure if he kept or not, I have to look, but I think uh, he did it. spending $30, there's nothing wrong with that for a, for a starter. Uh, he did not keep him. So I, nah. I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a wash. I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, it's. I'm just. I. It's interesting to see the amount of money that's spent for certain players. Because I mean, you're talking thirty dollars is close to a third of your fab for one player. And if you're gonna do that, it should probably be somebody in a really good position to produce higher numbers. I'd have to go back and look at Claypool and see how what he finished. He he finished the season as twenty four. Okay, that's that's wide receiver too. Yeah. And without, like, considering he basically didn't score any points the first five weeks, I think. And, I mean, after, if you see 42 points, like, come on. Like, yeah. You're like, uh, someone's going to get that guy. Oh, 100%. But, yeah, he went went crazy for a few weeks. I think he had, like, seven touchdowns in, like, two or three games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was kind of like a boomer bust player for the rest of the season. 
like uh, week seven, he got negative point two points, but like the following three weeks, he got at least fifteen points. Actually, the following four weeks, he got at least fifteen points. So, like, he ended up being a pretty great wide receiver. And I mean, and then Reams ended up being the runner-up champion. So, I mean, definitely helped them get to that point. I was gonna say, you, as we've gone on, we've seen some of the moves that Reams made, whether it's waivers or trades. It looks like he's pretty smart with some of the decisions he's made. And speaking of like team changing moves, I think this next one, Fisher picking up uh, Tunyon in week four. Uh, and then Tunyon ended up as the number four tight end. That was a good one. Yeah. I think those are like those are like the little things that really catapult a team into like coming back. Yeah. Tunyon. Tunyon. He, uh, he caught fire. That was, uh, that was a good pickup. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'll be interesting to see this season if he maintains that because he has so much like touchdowns, which is usually not like sustainable, especially for tight ends. And then, uh, this one wasn't so much a waiver wire, but GM Kit got Stephon Diggs in the sixth round. Diggs ended up as the number three wide receiver. It's a solid, solid pick in the sixth. Yeah, definitely a steal. That's like a that's somebody that normally you pick in like first, second round. So yep. yeah, that's a borderline end of first, beginning a second round player. I think uh, that was a great pick by uh, GM Kit over there. Yeah, I think he did. He keep him at the. He did as a dynasty keeper. Yeah. Good. I think Diggs will be good for another few years at least. Uh, yep. I like that pick. Yeah. All right. Then we got uh, another pretty big one. David Montgomery. Uh, Mo got him in the sixth round. He ended up as the number four running back. It's kind of like a – there's not a lot of hype around Montgomery. Like he just kind of like snuck into that number four or running back spot. I had, until I just heard you mention that stat, I had no idea. Yeah. Honestly, I did not know he was number four. I thought he was like in the teens. That's a, that's a good pick. I think he had, like, a lot of really big boomer bust games. All right, yeah, so uh, Rojo got Antonio Gibson in the sixth round, ended up as the number 13 running back. Pretty good. Not, like, not league winning, you know, uh, number 13s. But that's an RB, too, you know. He's starting every single week. The Redskins, the Redskins have some great players to draft, like, hit between Gibson and uh, their wide receiver. Solid pick. That's a great pick. I, I would say considering – Montgomery, they knew he was going to be the number one running back, both in the sixth round. Okay, so these last three picks are all in the sixth round. I think, I, I think GM Kent made the best pick. I would say honestly, GM Rojo made the second best pick over Montgomery. Yep, because it was the same round and nobody knew who it was. But I think it's all it's all pretty even. But I would say, uh, yeah, all three great great picks. I remember the. The draft happened like two days after Adrian Peterson was cut from the team. So that's like Antonio Gibson's like draft stock was like starting to shoot up. But like if if we're doing a draft in like three, four days earlier, Gibson probably would have been in like the 10th round or something like that. Yep. Yep. All right. And then uh, we got a couple like quarterbacks here. Mo got Aaron Rodgers in the 10th. Fisher got Josh Allen in the 9th. Rodgers ended up being number two quarterback, Allen number one quarterback. I don't think that's really too big a surprise. I think quarterback should go later. I think it's who's willing to take the quarterback before to get the quarterback they want. Yeah, I think this just kind of shows, too, like a lot of those top-end quarterbacks usually don't end up being like the top one, two, three guys. All right, and then we had – so this was a pretty big one. I mean, he did lose the league, but Nicola – Got uh, Justin Jefferson in the tenth round, and Jefferson ended up as the number six wide receiver. So that was a huge steal, huge pick. 
huge pick. Justin Jefferson is going to be a monster for years to come. I mean, probably, I mean, possibly even top five wide receiver. Yeah, dynasty wise, Jefferson. Yeah, I think uh, most people have him listed as uh, in the top three for uh, for dynasty wise. Uh, but it was a hard draft last year, considering how many. Actually, this year was kind of the same. A lot of wide receivers drafted in the first round. So it's like, do you take someone like uh, Rager from the Eagles or you take someone like Jefferson from the Vikings at the end of the first round? And uh, Nicola picked right. That's for sure. Or, uh, yeah, GM Nicola here. That's a great pick. Uh, 100%. Probably auto-draft picked right for him, but uh, (laughs) 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 it worked out. I mean, not really because he lost, but. I wonder if he was sitting him all those weeks. <laughs> he went on like a six-week losing streak. Je- Jefferson also didn't start. He didn't really play much his first like three games. So, yeah, but those were the three that Nicola won. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the curse of the Bambino. <laughs> all right, and then our last one that I just kind of found was uh, Rojo uh, got Logan Thomas from the waivers in week two, but then dropped him in week five. And then Kint added him in week seven, and Thomas ended up as the number three wide or tight end. So I, mean, I know that's like when he kind of started to go off was after week seven. So it's definitely a good grab. Yeah, uh, it was a, a good find. And uh, uh, GM Kent actually has Logan Thomas on his dynasty team now too. Oh, he drafted him this year. Yeah, he drafted him. He's, He's yeah, he drafted him at his his uh, second tight end behind Mark Andrews. All right, do you guys have any more like final thoughts on like last season before we kind of wrap up last season's? I'm wondering. Uh, I'm wondering from Tink. What have you heard from uh, GM Kent about starting two tight ends since it's a uh, tight end premium league? Is uh, he has any thoughts about that? Uh, I mean, everything that I've seen so far is it looks like he's not the only one. I haven't got the chance to talk to him about it yet, but there are multiple GMs it seems that have bought into the tight end premium aspect of the league and are putting their chips more into these high tight ends. Do you think he has the depth to start somebody else, or do you think he's going to go with those two tight ends most likely? Like, what, what do you think his plan is for the future? If if I had to take a, a guess after kind of being the reporter closer to GM Kent, uh, he'd probably, he probably would start both of them. I think he's got depth on his, his bench right now that could definitely show a lot of uh, – Boomer bust players, maybe some growth from year ones, years two receivers. Uh, but I think he's in a good spot right now with those two tight ends starting. So you have no idea. I feel like your mic must have been off. Are you good? Do a comms check real quick. <laughs> comms check. <laughs> Sounds interesting. I'm looking forward to see what he does. But uh... Sounds like uh, GM Kent really has no idea what he's actually doing. So he'll be the easy win every single week. GM Kent is paid $30 to advise Clay. Yeah? Yep. He gets paid to help Clay. So we got two lost squirrels out here. <laughs> is that what he told them to accept that first trade offer right away? 100%. 100%. I don't think GM Kent has Clay's best interests in mind. Probably not. With that $30. He probably should figure out where he's spending that $30 on. Liquor. That's from what I heard. <laughs> Moving on. Anything, any last thoughts on last season? No, it sounds like last season was extremely competitive. There was a lot of movement, a lot of things shaken up, and I think the league is getting a good place going into the dynasties. Yeah, Skull, Skull Squad told me uh, you guys uh, are lucky he wasn't there last year. Yeah? How do you think he would have done as the beat reported for Skull Squad? Uh, you know, he uh, I talked to him a lot uh, yesterday, 
So long story short, he uh, didn't want to do any fantasy last year. He wanted to take a year off and just not worry about anything. And he kind of regrets that. You know, he wish he would have been here with his buddies. And uh, so he's glad he's here. That's for sure. Uh, no matter what happens this year, next year, he's just uh, he's happy to be here. And uh, he will take this seriously. And uh, but the main thing is to have fun. And uh, he's glad to, to be a part of this. Oh, yeah. yeah, I agree. He's definitely a loser. So. Moving on, no news and notes from around the league. We got a uh, we got a new member to the league. We got three. GM Schiller. Well, we, yeah, we, well, actually, we got four. I think, four. Right? Yeah. We have GM G, GM Benny, GM Selly, GM Schiller. Oh, and GM Bobo. And GM Bobo, the Baconator. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. Welcome to the greatest league. I want to thank all of you guys for joining, especially uh, GM Schiller. Taking over for uh, <laughs> the league that was already drafted, but uh, yeah, good luck. I mean, uh, word on the street was there was a it was a hot commodity to get to get that last spot to get into the Spartan League. There were several it people was. that were that were vying for. It. I mean, everybody wants to be in this league. Uh, Neville, did you hear more about that? Like, was there other uh, people trying to like opportunities to be the uh, after uh, GM Rojo dropped out? Like, was there multiple people? Yeah, there were a couple. There were a couple that wanted to join. Do you think? Uh, you think they got the right person? I don't know. We'll have to see. He seems pretty active so far. Very active. Yeah, he's making he's making some good moves. He wasn't handed the absolute best team. I don't know. We'll see. See if he can turn it around. It wasn't too bad of a team though. He's definitely. I think. Uh, he's in the in between of like, is he trying to win this year? Or is he trying to rebuild a little bit? So he's putting out some trade offers. See how he does. So yeah, we'll go into like some of the NFL news that's going on. Um, while you guys like start this, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go step away. I'm gonna do. Got to do some of my laundry. I'll be right back. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Let's see. That uh, sounds like the only new rules I remember hearing about from the league is that they're switching to the tight end premium, which if people don't realize is. Oh hey, hello. What? Oh hey, this is uh, this is the commissioner. Hey, hello. Uh, hello, sir. Oh. Hi. Hello, sir. What, what, what's this? What's this going on right now? As the weekly podcast for the Spartan League. Oh yeah, oh that's that's pretty neat. Oh, there's a per- so everybody in the league's gonna listen to this. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah, prob- that's probably the, not. That's the plan, sir. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is perfect. I'm, I'm gonna just go over some of the some of the new rules and stuff. That, uh, Thank you, Commissioner. Hey, like. Commissioner, I'm, yeah. I just want to say I'm I'm glad you're here and uh, a lot of respect for you, and I think you're doing a great job, and uh, I can't wait to hear uh you know everything new that's coming to the league because uh, this is awesome and. uh I appreciate you, and uh, you know, I love it. I I, I will. I, I do not accept your bribery. Uh, I will not be awarding <laughs> you any extra points or anything. So good try, though. Really good try. Yeah. Right, yes, yes, sir. Um, I apologize. <laughs> yes, sir. I apologize. <laughs> so let's see. What are we going to be going over, sir? Oh, well, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna go over some of the. I got we got the bylaws are going to be coming out. Um, we're going to be doing a Hall of Fame that I'm going to kind of go over. We're going to talk about the Pro Bowl that we're going to have, and then. How we're going to deal with COVID-19 since uh, some of these things are coming up. So, first off, there's been a lot of questions about rules lately. So, I saw, like, some of the leagues online, they they write their bylaws and everything. So, um, I'm going to be writing those all down, um, all the specific rules. And then we can, like, add to those as we need. And we'll post those. I'm going to have a, uh, a Google Drive. I'm going to make sure everybody has access to it so that they can all look at the league-related stuff. Do uh, you think that'll be helpful? Sounds good. Yeah, I'm liking that commission. All right, and then the other big thing that we're going to do is uh, we're going to do the Hall of Fame. 
So this will be pretty interesting. Basically, each team will nominate one player from their team at the end of each season, that they, or one player that was on their team from the season, who they want to nominate for the Hall of Fame. Every team will get three votes, and the top two players, the players with the top two votes, will be inducted into the Spartan Hall of Fame. Sounds, sounds cool. I think that's one of the first time I've ever heard of a fantasy Hall of Fame. Interested to see how it works. Yeah, so like, it'd be weird because if players can be like inducted twice, but um, uh, that was my question. Can they? It's a, if they get in once, or is it done? No, they'll yeah, they'll be able to be inducted multiple times, but it'll be based off of like their performance from that season. So, like we're talking about like Stefan Diggs. If I was GM Kids, I'd probably be trying to put him in there. You know. Uh, had like a an amazing performance. You know, these are the players that we knew that year. Oh, championships matter too. So whoever Jim can had probably didn't matter too much. Yeah, I mean he he made it to the playoffs, but I said there'll be uh, multiple there'll be multiple nominations. So yeah, they'll just be like inducted forever. Sounds cool. What else is new? All right, so we're also going to be doing the we're going to be doing a Pro Bowl at the end of the season. So this will be we we've got three divisions, right? Uh, the Spartan South, Spartan Southwest, and then the Southeast. The winner of each division in Week 18, because we our championships in Week uh, 17. Week 18, each division champion will build a team from the four teams within their division, and they'll compete in this Pro Bowl. That'll be that'll have to be scored like outside of Sleeper, but that'll be a little thing that we can create and possibly make a little prize for the winning division that following season. Oh, what, what was this? Hold on. I got a... You got an update. I got an update. Hold on one second. Yeah, breaking news. GM Kent requesting to be in the Spartan South because of the logo. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, Kamish, I actually... What's up? Wait, hold on. I just also... Oh, my God. Yeah, I got breaking news, too. Yeah, GM Betty is asking... Uh, can we? Uh, everyone's asking about uh, you know these new divisions because uh, they want to be in a certain one. Like what? Uh, oh gosh, there's going to be so much chaos. How how is that going to work, Kamish? I, I don't know. Are, are you gonna are you gonna allow it? Like some people want to, I guess, change divisions. Yeah, you're talking about a dynasty. You're talking about this is bigger than marriage. Listen, teams relocate all the time. The Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, were in the uh, NFC, you know, Norse. Now they're in that weird division, whatever it's called. Do you know that they've won the NFC North more recently than the Lions have? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> but a uh, serious question from uh, GM Kit is: uh, Is there possible to like change the lineups? I guess we can. Uh, we can. We can vote on it. I'll open it up for a vote. If there is like an actual motion to move divisions, we'll definitely do that. We do that, but I want to like only because it's the second season so far. What are the divisions called right now? There's the uh, there's the Spartan South, Spartan Southwest, and then the Spartan Southeast. It's a lot of South. Yeah, they're all in the South. This is this is a Southern league. All right, yeah. So like, people want to switch divisions. They're gonna let the commission know by Wednesday, and we'll put it up for a vote. If one one team joins the division, the other one's gonna have to leave. So I prefer not to switch it, but. I'm not against it. Yeah, can I still have to take a look at that? Well, uh, yeah. And then after that's set, that won't be, we won't change it ever again, so. Ever again? Never say never ever.
Never? Okay. Well, it'll be something that we'll all have to, like, vote on as a league, and we'll try not to change it. But yeah, the Pro Bowl. So, the winning team will just build a team, and they'll play in Week 8, or Week 18. And then, one last thing I want to cover before I head out of here is uh, the COVID-19 rules. So, when I was, like, setting the rules for this season, I didn't really want to keep any of the IR slots like we did last year. I didn't really think that it would be an issue, but now with, like, some of the players, like uh, Tannehill getting... Uh, put on the COVID-19 list and stuff like that. We might have to readdress that. So what we're going to do for right now is we are going to, I'm going to add another IR slot after this. That final IR slot will only be used for COVID-19 players. And, you know, it's 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 kind of different from like last year. Last year, like we were, uh, you know, the, the waiver wire is huge. So like, it was, like, a big thing, like, if one of your players was out, you know, you had to, like, pick somebody up from the waiver wire. But this is, like, Dynasty, right? So, you're building your roster to expect players to be out. You have your giant bench, so um, that's why we're only going to do one COVID-19 slot. The final thing we'll do is if a game is about to be canceled or rescheduled, like it was last year, if you notify me, the commissioner, prior to the start of the game, like, hey, I'm going to start, I want to start this player, but if they cancel it, I'm going to start this one. If you tell me that, I will switch them out if that game is canceled. But only if you notify me before. Commish, can I give a, can I give an idea also? What's up? Uh, You could, you could do it, you could have it to like pay a little extra or just to be a rule. But uh, a lot of leagues do, like if they're not going to play the next week, even because of like a bye week, because uh, they have a small bench, it's basically they take the points of that player in the previous week and just set it to the next week. So let's say Dalvin Cook scores, you know, 19 points. The next week he's got COVID. You can do something to basically get those 19 points. It would basically be the same. And that way it doesn't have to worry about, like, dropping or, like, worrying about something else. I'll look into it, but my first gut reaction is probably no, just because we've got the big bench. Which dynasty is different, yeah. yes, sir. I agree. I agree. Yep. Yeah. But I'll definitely like to look into it, and then when I post the bylaws here this next week, all those rules will be in there. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys for your time, and I'll let you go. Uh, get back to your your little podcast that you're doing here. This is really, this is a really cool thing. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah. We're. Hey guys, what's up? Hey. Oh. Hey, hey. Hope I didn't miss much. What have you guys been doing? Just talking. Just talking. What have, what have you guys covered since I've been gone? What have you covered? I was doing the laundry. I was washing. Yeah, what are you washing? Some clothes. You know. All right. So, an MRI today confirmed that Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins, one of the top young running backs in the game, suffered a season-ending torn ACL. He was kind of one of those players that I was like, he could, he could have been top five, top five running backs this year. GM Nicola really, really wanted him. He, he took him as his first overall pick in the startup draft, but uh, that ended oh, up changing. Is that who went first? That's who went first in the startup draft? He said it was, he initially said it was on accident, but I'm starting to think he's a psychic and knew this was going to happen because he got quite a bit from that. We'll go over that later when we go over the, uh, the trades, but ended up being pretty great for him. Vikings tight end 
Irv Smith Jr. is expected to undergo surgery for a meniscus injury that will sideline him for at least the start of the regular season, per sources. Exact timetable TBD for now, but Smith seemed poised for a breakout season, and now it's on hold. Well, yeah, I know you want to get my opinion. You know, I'm, uh, I've been following the Vikings for, uh, for a long time. Uh, I think uh, it sounds like you'll be okay. It might take a little bit, but yes, uh, this year was supposed to be big for them with uh, their loss of Kyle to the Giants. But they also have baby Gronk on their team, uh, Jake Conklin. So uh, I think it's Jake it's Conklin. But uh, they call him baby Gronk. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, it's a, it'll be just definitely sad. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't super excited for him either. I mean, like their offense has basically stayed kind of the same. And uh, I uh, the point is, like for fantasy wise, I think he was. If you have a twelve team league, he was a top twelve tight end. If you had to start a tight end, <laughs> with the regular season two weeks away, Colts wide receiver T. Y. Hilton is expected to miss multiple weeks with an unspecified injury. Multiple sources tell Zach Kiefer and I the injury is not considered season ending. I don't really care about this one. I, I mean. Is T.Y. Hilton really? Uh, GM, I mean, for someone who has Michael Pittman, it sounds kind of important. According to Jerry Jones, Dak Prescott, good to go for week one. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I knew he was going to be back, like, soon-ish, so not that big. Yeah, I figured he'd be, I figured he'd be all right. Uh, another ACL injury that happened yesterday was the Colts' starting left tackle, Sam Tevy. Tevy? TV? He will miss the season as the Colts continue to deal with a plethora of injuries. That's pretty big. Didn't they have another lineman? Uh, yeah, they've lost like four out of their like top five linemen. That's pretty brutal. And, like they're one of the they were like one of the best lines in the league. So it's not great for uh, Carson Wentz taking over and Jonathan Taylor could mean yeah. some bad stuff. They were actually like a people told me they were like a off like Super Bowl pick. Yeah, because their defense and offensive line, Carson Wentz, and yeah, now they look like uh, they're going to struggle to make the playoffs. Washington football team will start quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick in week one and going forward, I'm told. This has been obvious by the way Washington football team preseason played out, though it was never announced, but it will be Fitz under center. Yeah, they have another quarterback on uh, – oh. <laughs> Is it Heineke? I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Was that only, though, because nobody had any film on him? Like, who's to say? I believe he, well, he had film. Uh, I believe he was in Minnesota for a while. Yeah, they didn't have NFL film on him. That's like, that's completely different. There's some really weird stuff going on with Jamar Chase, not catching anything, usually tied to shying away from contact approaching. Not a good sign. Okay, I'll, I'll take this one first. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've talked to Jim Benny. He made some some big trades, and one of them was to get this man. The word from the brass in Cincinnati is that he's going to be perfectly fine. It's the preseason. He's going to be fine. He is uh, going to be a a top five receiver for the next 10 years is uh, is what they think. Uh, it's fine. You realize he was, the, he was the best receiver in the nation of all colleges. He knows it's preseason. He's like, this doesn't matter. I don't have to injure him. I don't have to like worry about to get fucking. He's afraid uh, of getting hit. Yeah, no, he's no. It's the preseason. Every time, every time the ball's thrown to him, he's like, and he sees like a quarterback coming. He you know tucks and covers. Uh, GM Betty has told me this is going to be one of the greatest trades of all time, <laughs> and uh, you guys will all see it. Yeah, all right. He was better than Dustin Jefferson. 
Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> He's going to get every chance possible. Also, they took him over uh, Panay Sewell, who was supposed to be their pick. Yeah, Jamar Chase is going to be a monster, and uh, I believe you guys will see it. We'll see. Once the year starts, once the year starts, he's oh yeah, you guys are back. Oh, I wish I had that guy. Speaking of that guy, let's get into some team name grading. We got a we had a bunch of new team names. I think this will probably be like a little recurring uh, segment if a team changes their names throughout the season. Well. Uh, just list off the names and we'll just give our thoughts as the host, you know, and give it a, give it a grade from F to a plus. So let's, I mean, we'll start, we'll just start from the top and just like grade them and stuff. So that's a uh, Pittsburghers first thoughts. It's not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's it makes, it sounds a little bit gross. It sounds a little bit gross to me. It sounds like uh something, something you got in your pits, you know, <laughs> like, you got you got a case of the Pittsburghers, you know. It's a, it's a little iffy. I'll I'll give you that. I I personally I'll give it a C. It's not bad. Like I said, my when I first hear it, I, it sounds gross to me. If I want people to call me that for like the rest of my life, I'm yeah, I'm not sure if that's uh, the name I'd want. It's not a, it's not a dynasty name. So this next one, Skull Squad. Although it's stupid, I kind of like it. But it's not very creative. Uh, it's traditional. I think it's a good. It's a good dynasty team name. Uh, you guys know what skull means. What does it mean? It is a Viking tradition back in the day. Basically, they would destroy somebody and then take their skull and drink out of it. That means skull. <laughs> All right. It's basically drinking out of your head. Yeah, it, it makes sense. <laughs> Also, the skull chant is the newest, coolest thing in the NFL. If when you watch those videos, you immediately get the chills because it is amazing. <laughs> All right, Rojo's leftovers. Oh wait, wait, we didn't we didn't grade that. We didn't grade Skull Squad B minus. I like it; it's a good name, but uh, you know, I just I also hate it. So that definitely brings it down. <laughs> yeah, a, a plus. A plus, yeah. Uh, all right, Rojo's leftovers. Now this next one is not going to be an A plus. Neither is the next one, or the next one. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good laugh. It's funny. If you took over a team, though, you don't want that to be your like. This is like ten years down the road. You still want to be Rojo's leftovers? Like, come on. I mean, this that is, would be kind this of funny. A terrible name. I think it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. I'll give it a a D plus. Uh, F F minus. F minus. F minus. Oh, geez, I don't. Eh, it's it's not that far down there for me. We're talking. We're talking dynasty. <laughs> That's true. A B's left hook. <laughs> Dumb as hell. Uh, F F minus again. Stupid name. Ten years down the road, A B won't be in the league. Like things have to matter. Like he's not going to be in the league. Like why would you want that to be your team name? Even like Pittsburghers, our first one. At least it's you know it's Pittsburgh, like school squad. You you know it's Minnesota. Rojo's leftovers. That's irrelevant. He's gone. AB's. Yeah, it may, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm I'm with her. I'll, I'll I'll give it an F. I'll give it an F as well. It's a yeah, and it's like it's it's not punny. If it was punny, bump it up to D minus. But no pun. Kind of like a small little thing that like hit the news for. A day and then people forgot it happened. 
This next one, I'm going to go straight up C minus Thunder Ducks. I, I don't get it. All right. I don't <laughs> get it. The only reason why it's so highly rated is because it's like, it's a solid, like, that's a team name. That's like, I, I, I would, I would like to know, uh, Tink, you probably have some insight on this name. Like, why, why, why did it go this way? Okay. I, I see what he did here, though. Uh, I still don't like it. I'll, I'll bump it up to C plus, but that's as far as I'm going. It's pretty funny. I don't know if it's as funny, though, as the next one, Goat Fucker. Yeah, I'll, I'll give Thunder Ducks a, a C. I kind of agree with what he's saying, but I'm, I'm a little confused. Uh, this next name, yeah, uh, F minus. I don't know why you would say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not, not a fan. So when I, was, when I was writing my first issue of Spartan Illustrated for the season, I was trying to, like, you know, get a logo for each team, and I looked up Goat Fucker on Google Images. There's a lot of real racist ones. <laughs> Things <on there>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh it definitely put me on a couple watch lists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's on there. This one's F, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I if I if I saw this on the actual trophy, I'd be a little bit upset. But if I saw it on the the toilet bowl trophy, I would know it's it fits there perfect. Uh, yeah, actually, now that you mention that, I would say, yeah, I don't want that name on the trophy if it was in my house. Uh, <laughs> I, I would, or if not mine, but uh, if someone else won it. Yeah, I, I don't like that. All right, next one. Deb. <laughs> I actually kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's an A. I, I was going to say that's an A. It's not an A+, plus, but it's a very no, solid yeah, just A. Just an A. It's an, a very solid A. Because if, if if he ever wins and the trophy says Deb, I love it. I think it's perfect. All right, and then we got a uh, – this is honestly kind of one of my least favorites. I just don't get it, the Baconator. I don't like it either. I'll throw it out there. I don't like it. It's, it seems unoriginal. I mean, maybe there's, maybe there's some more backstory to it. I mean, maybe – I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there's, like, some real big backstory to this. Like, this is his – team name that he's used every time that he's played fantasy football but i don't know maybe like and while we're on this i think he spelt it wrong too isn't it baconate or no yeah i i i agree with you i just i i just don't like it looking it up bacon yeah yep i mean it's it's an or it is an or yeah it's not an er hey neville could I know you're close to the commish. Could we just say, could, could you ask him, like, I think goat fucker is not something anybody wants to see for the next 20 years. That's true. Like, can you, you think that should be allowed? I, I would, I would talk to the commish. I'm not a big fan of that. I, I'll bring it honest. up. I'll bring it up. I don't, I don't want a thing in my house that says, listen, I'm not as close as, uh, the laundry people over here, but I, I know some things. And uh, also, I know where you live. <laughs> so, so we're going F, right? We're going. It's it's a unanimous. I'm doing a C because I don't think it's as bad as uh, the other ones. A C, okay, yeah. I mean, I'll get a C. I would highly suggest changing it, but if you know, if he sticks to it, I I respect it. You know, stick to the. I mean, maybe he's misspelling it to avoid any copyright infringement. I I would say that's fine, but 
spell it different, like F, like FKR, I'd be cool with, but spelling up the whole world, the whole like word. I'd... No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about goat. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm still worried about it. Make the internet fine. All right. Somebody needs Jesus in their life. All right. Moving on, the final, final new name. I think it's hands down the best. Hilarious, very punny, great. You I know, think it's terrible. Great heritage. It's terrible. The Green Bud Packers. Love what it. What does that mean? I also hate pun names. It's terrible. I don't think that there's any other team name out there in existence that could be as good as the Green Bud Packers. I don't even know what that means. Packing Bud, you know? The Packing That Green Bud. Yeah, how is that funny? It's hilarious. The Ow. the logo. Tell me a joke. I um, I don't know. The logo with uh, Shaggy with the cheese head. Hilarious. I'm giving it an A plus. Yeah, F minus. F minus? All right. Well, moving on. I think that name, I don't like it. All right, we're going into our wheeling and dealing section. We're going to go over the trades. We have had so many fucking trades so far. It's all from certain stupid GM, basically. I mean, what is it, like 12? Or something like that. He's got way more trades so far than we, there was last season. Last season, there was only seven trades. We're at like 13 right now, 13 something. I could just talk long story short about all these trades. About what, because uh, I've talked to him and I can tell you about uh, his vision. Yeah. You look at some things. The very, very, very first trade. Travis Kelsey, GM Elam, got Travis Kelsey and then the 10.8. So basically Marquez Callaway and then Benny from them got Jamar Chase and Mike Williams. Elam won that trade, hands down. If you look at the second trade, that was also a trade. That was a trade to get Kyle Pitts. So with with a tight end premium league, Kyle Pitts is like 10 years younger than Kelsey, and that's why he did it, because he wanted Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts. So Kelsey, he I, I think Benny basically said, I'm not going to win this year. But over the next 10 years, I'm going to have a way better shot if I have the only tight end ever drafted in the top five on his team with a .5 uh, plus. Yeah, I mean, so that second trade, for our listeners, uh, he traded with GM Bobo. He got a – Bobo got um, Keenan Allen and then two picks in the startup draft that ended up being Craig Reynolds and Brett Ripien. So basically, he got Keenan Allen for Kyle Pitts. Benny won that one. Like, I mean, unless, like, Kyle Pitts ends up being a complete bust, which is very unlikely, Kyle Pitts is going to be great in the long run, especially with Keenan Allen getting older. But that first trade, I don't know. Mark West Callaway is pretty good, too. And ended up in the 10th round. Like, that was a great that was a great pick in the 10th round. Uh, but he could totally end up – and he's pretty young, too. He's, like, what, 22, 23? And then, uh, so, see, so we move on to, like, the third pick. Benny – Got the 107 in the rookie. So you got Javante Williams for Ramondre Stevenson, Amari Rogers, KJ Hamler, and Chris Connolly. Traded to Kent. I think Kent got a lot of talent. I mean, we can we can't really know for sure, but KJ Hamler, pretty good pick. Uh Amari Rogers could be could be a solid wide receiver two, three down the road. Ramondre Stevenson, he could, you know, he could potentially be a breakout running back. For Javante Williams, you know. Uh, GM Benny told me he didn't think Javante Williams was going to be there at seven. He thought 
He was trying to get the fourth overall pick actually to take him. So uh, he's pretty happy about that. I I also I also think Mr. Stevenson here, who Jim Kent took as a running back for uh, New England, might not be good this year, but for the next like five years, because Bill Belichick doesn't like rookies. But I think that's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Also a monster in college that I think I believe led the nation in like broken tackles and all kinds of stats. So it it could be a beast. GM Reams traded with Benny. Uh, Reams got Curtis Samuel, Carson Wentz, Drew Sample. Benny got Jalen Waddle. I'll say too, when I'm reading these off, I'm just reading off who the picks ended up being. These were all obviously trading picks. Did GM Benny actually keep Jalen Waddle though? I believe GM Waddle is on, or I'm sorry, not GM Waddle. I, I think yeah. Waddle's on someone else's team. Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, GM Benny traded that pick down. With Fisher, it was like a three-way trade because, actually, uh, I got some intel sources. Uh, somebody wanted to move up and get Trey Lance. Uh, so they traded to the 11th pick, and they did not get him because he went, like, fifth or sixth. So, actually, it was uh, GM Benny actually feels kind of bad because he's trying to help him, but it didn't work out for him. <laughs> uh, but, yes, Waddle, Waddle is on someone on his team where he was trying to get Trey Lance. Yeah, so this was a big one. Fisher got Miles Sanders, Chase Claypool, Tyler Higby, and Malcolm Brown for Saquon Barkley, Devin Singletary, and Alexander Madison. Madison's definitely a, a great backup, you know, a great hand to, handcuff. As soon as uh, Cook goes down, Alexander Madison's value goes straight up. So especially in like a dynasty format, you know, where there's basically nothing on the waiver wire. It's a great safety net to have, but Saquon Barkley, he could be, you know, he could be a league winner. Yeah, I was talking to Jim Benny. That's kind of why he did it. Uh, Barkley might not be a stud this year, but uh, like I like I've said, uh, he's trying to win this year, but he might not. But next year, uh, and for the years coming, I mean, you guys better look out. Yeah, uh, he's he's expecting to be dominant. Yeah, so I was talking to GM Fisher, and uh, I know he was like saying a lot of like his thoughts behind it, Saquon. Yeah, he had some, like, amazing seasons. He was almost, like, 30 points a game for, like, two seasons. Uh, but then he got hurt, and he's been hurt, like, ever since. And although he's, like, still super young, what is he, 24? Yeah, 24 years old. I think I think GM Benny has potential game winners. I don't think GM Fisher got anybody out of that trade. Yeah. You go either way. <laughs> This is, I think this is also another one, like we'll get to further down with uh, the J.K. Dobbins trade, you know, where if Saquon, like say Saquon comes back and he gets hurt right away, just like he did last season. Yeah, not a smart move. Tight tight ends can last, yeah, like Kelsey's like a perfect example. Kelsey was the, he was like almost the wide receiver one last year. So, and he's 30. So like, he was. tight ends can last quite a long time. Um, McCall Hardman, you know, he could be good, but I don't really see him. It's kind of a waste of fifth round pick, in my opinion. Um, I think there are some other players around there that could have been better, but you could totally have a breakout season now with, uh, can I, can I get some stats on that just for one second? Yeah, yeah. let's see. Uh, homeboy, uh, the other receiver went to, uh, the Ravens. Sammy Watkins. Who had, yeah, Watkins, he had 25% of, uh, their targets, uh, last year. Uh, McCole Harbin only had 10%, actually, and he still caught 
53 balls and caught a bunch of touchdowns. And now that 25% is gone, Michael Hartman is the only other receiver. Uh, let's move on. We got uh, Brandon Cooks and Paris Campbell. Uh, Elam got those. And then for Pat Fryermuth. I think this is kind of like a, eh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pat Fryermuth, what, he's a tight end, right? Like, he could end up being... He could end up being something down the lead or down the road, you know. We could be looking at this like four years from now. He ends up being like the tight end three or something like that, you know. It could end up looking great because I don't know what much is much more is coming from Brandon Cooks and uh, Paris Campbell. Next one, uh, GM Fisher got a uh, Kenny Galladay and Darius Slayton from GM Benny. Who? Oh, oh so this way, let me we'll back up. This is a three way trade. This is the first ever three way trade. In the league. Um, so it was between. Yeah, I heard you know a lot about three ways. Oh, I love three ways. <laughs> Me, the commissioner, and GM Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all right, this is three way trade between Fisher, Benny, and then GM Small. Fisher got Kenny Galladay and Darius Slayton. Benny got. Michael Carter and Elijah Moore. And then Small got Jalen Waddle, Jamar Jefferson, and AJ Green. I think this is a pretty decent trade. Yeah, it's it's looking at potential. Galladay has the most potential now. Yeah. Uh, Carter could be the starter for the Jets uh, very soon. Elijah Moore is actually a monster receiver from Mississippi State. And uh, he led the nation in like. Uh, Basically in yards and everything. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to uh, the Jets. And then John Waddle could be a stud. Top 10 pick. Yep, I think it's a good trade. This will be a good one to look at back like a couple years down the road too. I could, I could see Kenny Galladay being almost a, uh, a Stephon Diggs from last year, you know. Um, but he could end up also he's, – he's kind of injured right now. He's always injured. <laughs> yeah. That one year, he had, he was like top five wide receiver or something like that with, with the Lions, wasn't he? I think he's a great uh, like uh, second or third uh, wide receiver starter. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I, I actually like him. He was the uh, the number three wide receiver in 2019, by the way. He was hurt. That was the problem. But, yes, no, I, I think he has the chance. He's got the chance to be good this year. Another one with uh between GM Fisher and GM Benny, uh LaVisca Chenault and Tony Pollard, and then Benny got Xavier Jones and twenty two twenty twenty two first round pick. Fisher's twenty twenty two first round pick. So very interesting. Yeah, you you never know who's gonna be there and how good uh GM Fisher is gonna do this year. It could be a, a monster for the next twelve years. He he definitely could have screwed that up. Yeah. Like not looking at anything. This would be this could be a very interesting trade, depending on how Lavisca Chanel ends up being. But he could be end up being a bust. He, I, he's kind of I've kind of got him going either way right now. Could be like a I think Chanel could be a could be a beast. But GM Reams got Ryan Tannehill and GM Benny, Michael Pittman, Tua Tungavailoa, and Gabriel Davis. So you got Davis and you got Beasley, but. You look at this trade, I think what I think is like Tua is going to be a solid quarterback for fantasy. He looked great in the preseason. Michael Pittman, 
with uh, Homeboy got hurt. And uh, yeah, Hilton's gone. He's a, and he's only like 23. Gabriel Davis, and Davis is number two receiver on a high powered uh, receiving team. I think, yeah, Jim Benny may have got a steal in this one. He made a lot of trades, but I think this is one of his better ones. He, he, I think he screwed up. I think he screwed up quite a bit, but that's a pretty good one. Tua could totally be one of those, like, you start him every week, and he's not going to have, like, he's not going to have those, like, huge games, but he could be top 10 quarterback every single week. Tannehill's also, he's also older. Mm-hmm. So you talk about dy- dynasty, uh, Tua has a lot more potential. Yeah. There's the next one. Uh, this is the uh, the draft debacle. So Nicola accidentally clicked accept, and a second round what? got Juju Smith Schuster five hundred twenty fab. What? So Nicola got Juju Smith Schuster, JD McKissick, Gio Bernard, Chuba Hubbard, Reams is sec- twenty twenty two second round pick and twenty dollars of fab. And then Reams got J.K. Dobbins and Nicola's 2022 second-round pick. So the second-round picks, they basically swap picks next season. How many running backs really, like, because J.K. Dobbins, second year, right? He's a second-year player? Yeah. How many running backs, like, really come back after an injury? You know, like, after a season-ending injury? Adrian Peterson. Yeah, well. Yeah. Uh. ACL. Uh, oh, I, I want to say this one thing. Uh, so if you're looking at running backs after an injury, ACL is not a big deal. Like Adrian Peterson got 2,000 yards after he tore his ACL. Uh, I've also I've also noted whoever got Cam Akers after an Achilles, no running back has ever done anything or player has ever done anything. So the Achilles is way worse. The the knee injuries. There's uh there's something about every player who's come who's had that injury. None of them have done anything the rest of their career, which sucks. Mm-hmm. It's zero. CMC was well, he was an ACL. Like that's different. If we're talking Achilles, you can look at Marlon Mack, and people are basically counting him out. You know why would he do well? You got Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, it sucks that he's out this season, but it's almost good for next year that it was so early. Because ACL is kind of like six to eight months recovery time for like pro athletes. Yeah, he'll be he'll be ready. He'll have like his full off season to like, you know, get back in shape and everything. So what do you? So he lost J.K. Dobbins. What do you think of like Chuba Hubbard? I don't. I don't think he's going to do anything. To be honest, I think. I think this. This. I think this trade is a wash because I don't think any of them are going to be starters on a normal fantasy team. I mean, Juju ever. Yeah, Juju will be. No, no, I no, I don't think I. I don't like him. I like Deontay Johnson better and the other receiver. I. I don't think it's going to add much. In dynasty, I don't think this is a big trade. Juju is also pretty young. Like he could, yeah, he could be your wide receiver three every single week, and you would be happy with what he puts up. Like why? Did, or even flex? I, I don't. Like, I, don't, I don't think it's a big trade. I think it's average, and nobody's gonna do great. Nobody wants to start any of these players. That's what I think. Yeah. These these next two are well, actually, 
actually like this next one. I love this next one. I love it. Pat Frymouth. Yes. GM Selly traded or got Pat Frymouth for and GM Small got. I think GM Selly stole him. Second round pick. I think it's a great move. Yeah. I think he could be a monster, especially with the tight end premium league. I think that's a great pick. This one happened during the draft, right? The during the rookie draft. Uh, yeah, he traded. Yeah. So then our last little pick that happened just this last week, I think, um, for our brand new owner, we got a uh, Reams. Another another trade from Reams. Been pretty active. He got Jacob or uh, Josh Jacobs. GM Schiller, our new GM, got a uh, Deontay Johnson from Reams. I think uh, Schiller won this hands down. <laughs> like. Yeah, I don't think Jacob's going to do anything this year. He'll be running back three at best. Yeah, that's what I've been talking about. Uh, I think the Steelers are a confusing situation right now. I think they can. Uh, I think they can support all three. I think they can have all three be top thirty-six wide receivers. It'll be interesting. All right, we're going to go into uh, power rankings. So we've actually got two different types of power rankings this year. Since we're like dynasty, we have our like rest of season. So that's just looking at like. Power rankings for this season, who's going to be the champion, and then we've got our dynasty rankings. So, like, what team is like looking the best for like down the road? So, we'll just start off with the uh, rest of rest of season rankings, and then uh, go in reverse order in twelfth place. We got the Thunder Ducks as the beat reporter for the Thunder Bucks. What do you think about that, Tink? <laughs> it's a it's a class it's a class cannon it's a glass cannon team you know they've they've got yeah some of their starters are pretty great but their bench i mean they're kind of they got the 10th best ranked starters it's not that great but their bench their bench is 10th and and we all know injuries happen in the nfl injuries happen all the time so as soon and with such like thin waiver wire that this league has you know your top players, your your number two wide receiver, your number three wide receiver, your third best quarterback. You know, as soon as they go down, that just that team just doesn't have, they won't have the strength to stand up and continue fighting. So I think it I think it comes down to, and we can see this from from Rojo's leftovers is the running backs, right? Like, because I I would say those are probably like the most volatile position. You know, if you don't have a starter, who are you going to start? There's nobody else. There's a big, big, big drop-off between those top running backs. And the Thunder Ducks, they're the worst in the league at running back. So, yeah, I think uh, I think Rojo's leftovers, I don't think we're all we're that surprised, you know, being that far down there. A lot of red. I don't like Yeah. That. Not set up for the future. No. But the Thunder Ducks still last. Interesting. In number 10, we've got the Pittsburghers. So I think that's pretty interesting with this one. Their RB1 is ranked third in the league, and their RB2 is ranked 12th. So they have a steep drop-off. And then the rest of their wide receivers really aren't that great, but they do have a solid tight end. George Kittle, you know, he had a, he was injured like all last season. He was injured for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Yeah, he was out most of the year last year. Yeah. Yeah. Is it well? I mean, I didn't even count their bye week, so it would really be like nine week. He played in eight games, and he ended up as the tight end nineteen, so pretty ineffective last year. But I mean, this year, if he stays healthy, and like it's just that team, if that team stays healthy, he could be pretty good, especially with Trey Lance in there. They could be an interesting team. 
number nine, we got Skull Squad. Now, this one I think makes sense. Right where they're at. Darren Waller, great tight end, third ranked bench. Starters in twelfth. This is this isn't a this year team. Yeah, I think it's uh it's a scary team. I think it has potential though, probably more so after this year. Got a lot of young talent on there. Yeah. They really went uh went a lot for of first round draft. Pick. Yep. <laughs> really banking on the twenty twenty one draft class. <laughs> All right, number eight, we got the bad dogs. And like the pictures this has, this team looks very solid. Yeah, they got a uh, Travis Kelsey. They just you, you see that bench? That's the they're pretty thin. Yeah, I mean, they, if they make the right moves this season, you know, play the right players, like they could end up being a pretty great team. Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, like DeAndre Swift could end up being pretty great this season. Two solid starting running backs, and then Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin. Is this uh, DJ Jones Jerk? team? It is, yeah. So this is who I have to win it all this year, to be honest. Tom Brady. But they're at eight. That's weird. Tom Brady's going to be great this year, I think. I think he's going to be an underrated quarterback that could put up some great numbers. Uh, he did last year at the end of the year, but I don't know. It'll be it'll be really interesting. Any thoughts, Tink? Nope. All right. If you if you also look at Tom Brady's uh, stats from like his last six six games last year. Yeah, phenomenal. Like twenty-two touchdowns, like four picks, like it was a monster. Week twelve, he had twenty-three points. Week fourteen, uh, seventeen points. And then fifteen, he had uh, twenty-five points. Week sixteen, thirty points, and week seventeen, thirty-two points. Like when, and that was like right when that offense started clicking. You know, like if he continues to put up numbers even like close to that, he's a solid, at least twenty points a week quarterback. And if you can have one of those, uh, especially in Dynasty, you know, that could help you win games, at least for this season. Moving on to number seven, AB's left hook. Very average this year. They've got a lot of young talent on their team, but, well, they have those players that are, like, I think are on the verge of their breakout. Uh, Cortland Sutton. I mean, he kind of broke out that one year, and then he's been hurt the past two seasons. Any thoughts, Yanib? You look at the power rankings, a lot of green. A lot of green, a lot of blue. I mean, the red The red is what matters uh, also. Like Tink said, it's you look at the future. So. All right, number six, Adrian Peterson. Now, yeah, now this team, like, look at the green. Like, Yeah. They're looking pretty solid. We're starting to get into, like, the, the contenders. We'll talk more about this in the Dynasty, but, like, they've got Derrick Henry. Right, Derrick Henry is going to be great this year. He could, you know, he could see reduced workload, but I think he's got like one more year of being like elite. Yeah, I'm looking at his team. So, I'm, uh, uh, Benny is playing him. Uh, school squad is playing him first week. On paper, I actually been watching. Uh, they have a an advantage. Like, it was like eighty to twenty percent, and it keeps dropping. Like Benny's team. Uh, school squad keeps going up. It's almost at thirty now. Like they keep going up. I mean, they had a they had J.K. Dobbins, so that like I know I was looking at the rankings a couple days prior, and I think they were at number four. So just the J.K. Dobbins news dropped them down, uh, especially for rest of the season, right? Like they lost one of their starting running backs. They went from having Derrick Henry and J.K. Dobbins to now Derrick Henry and. Josh Jacobs. He might think he, he's going to win week one, but he might not because uh, school squad could surprise him. That's, that's all I'm saying. 
It's true. Going from uh, second place last year, team the league runner-up. All right, moving on to number five. The rest of the season, we got the Baconator. Spelt incorrectly again. All right, moving on to number four, the Green Bud Packers. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of, like, potential breakouts this year. Honestly, I'm looking at his team, and I don't like it at all. It's his bench and his other starters, like Higby, Blah, Judy, and his bench. I don't like it. Trash, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, obviously, he, he is he is the coming back champion. He, he, he knows what he's doing. I'm just not sure if he's uh, in a place to win in the next couple of years. I, I don't know. I think there'll be a lot of decisions of who to start every single week with the large pool of wide receivers for this team. Uh, maybe not so big, so many choices with running back, but I think uh, getting A.J. Dillon late in the draft with the uh, six-round pick, I think that is a that's going to be a sleeper pick that you know he could end up taking over, especially if a Aaron Jones injury occurs. A.J. Dillon could be the number one running back. Matt Lafleur is the one that drafted Derrick Henry, and A.J. Dillon's kind of a uh, a comp to Derrick Henry, so. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. All right, number three. I think this is probably a pretty big surprise. Last year's toilet bowl champion, Deb. I think this team's this team's great. That they have a stacked bench with all their uh, their high draft picks. You know, having the the first pick in each of the first three rounds really helped them out. First picks of each round in the rookie draft. You know, they got Najee Harris. James Conner could still end up being decent in Arizona. Jalen Hurts, week 14, his first real week starting in the NFL, scored 19 fantasy points. The following week, 35 fantasy points. The following week after that, 20 fantasy points. He's a solid quarterback, especially like once he's got – like he's named the starter. He can come out there. He's got wheels on him. He can run some in. He's real young. Yeah, and with uh, passing touchdowns are only worth four points. Rushing touchdowns are worth six. They have the number one ranked bench. I mean, they had their keeper, Zach Pascal. <laughs> if you look at Dynasty rankings, Pascal was like over 250, and he was on their team for those, their first three starters. <laughs> I think that's brutal. Daryl Henderson, you know, Daryl Henderson could still end up being one of the uh, one of the top running backs in the league. How? He could be a top 12. And if you have him and Najee Harris, we'll forget that he has James Conner in his running back slot. Like, you have him and Najee Harris there. They could be a great team. Cole Beasley was getting hyper-targeted in their preseason games. They had all their starters starting. Saying it, it, it ended up being pretty decent. All right, number two, we got the goat fucker. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit surprised by this one being up so high. It's, it's very much due to... Chris McCaffrey. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then Kareem Hunt's like a pretty solid running back to, I don't get it with their wide receivers. They're definitely not that great. And especially like their tight ends. How are the receivers not good? They don't really have a, a true wide Cup, receiver. He's wide. got DK Metcalf, Adam Thielen, McCaffrey, Hunt. I think his bench is also terrible. Like, yeah. Really terrible. So when bye weeks come, I think – He's going to be not great. All right. And the number one ranked team 
the rest of the season, Fishting Levon. Tight ends are going to matter, and I don't think I don't think this GM realizes that. I mean, first off, you look at the running backs, Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones. I think yeah, that's very solid. That's like they're yeah they're going to get like almost twenty points every single week just for, for from each of those players. I don't know what happens with their wide receivers. Not in love with their wide receivers. Yeah, I don't think he, he understands the tight end points, and I think his future is looking iffy. Will Fuller, you know, could end up once he gets back from his suspension. He was great last year, but so you got Devontae Parker and you have homeboy from Alabama on their team. This this team will be a team to watch. For sure. He's number one because of these weird stats, but I don't know. Don't like it. Okay, we are back. Yeah, we took a little bit of a break. A couple of days in between because we were going pretty freaking long. We are back now with Yanib and Block Tink. We're going into the Dynasty rankings. All right. In uh, number 12, last place for the Dynasty rankings. Who else besides... The Baconator. Baconator. Yeah, still spelled wrong. Baconator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you think about this? Uh, he is, I like the guy, but I also hate him. So it's kind of confusing. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I hope he does well. But, yeah, looking at his team, uh, you know, I wish the best of luck to him. But, yeah, I still hate him. But yeah, I he's, love him. he's got some question marks on his team. Um, I mean, look. No one knows if CEH is going to be able to perform. I think he was kind of lackluster last year. I feel like people had more hopes than actually what he delivered. I don't know. Looking at the age and health of his team, I don't know about its longevity. He has Justin Herbert, which is nice. <laughs> okay, Homer. Yeah, I mean, like, you look at his bench, and uh, there's nothing to look forward to. <laughs> you know, I look at it, I'm like, oh, those are players. Also, a couple days before the season, and he still hasn't set his taxi squad, so I don't know if he doesn't know what that means. Uh, he but... seems like he's pretty aware. Maybe he just checked out after the draft and has really just kind of been very bystander-ish. I agree. Looking at his yeah. bench, he's he's deep at quarterback. Um, he saw his Jameis Winston and Justin Herbert on his bench with Russell Wilson starting, so he's got the quarterbacks, but when you start looking past that, like Russell Gage. How many how many quarterbacks can you can Exactly. Start? Only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty interesting. See, so, yeah, all right, number 11, Rojo's Leftovers. I was a little bit surprised by this team being this far down. I think they could potentially still be pretty good a couple of years down the road. Deontay Johnson, like, still super young. You could still, you know, put up some pretty decent numbers, but Zeke is only 26. I feel like he's got at least, like, another couple of years before he's considered aged a little. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm 26. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not an NFL running back. I'm. It's only because I'm old. That's why. Yeah. You know, yeah so, I like, mean, you look at the overall starting age for his players. It's not bad. Like Dak, twenty-eight. Zeke, twenty-six. Antonio Gibson's twenty-three. Deontay's twenty-five. Debo's twenty-three. So he's got some. He's got some young talent. Um. But yeah, you start looking at that bench, and there's a lot of question marks. Uh, he, Denzel Mims yeah. is a big question mark. I feel like he's let some people down. Man, you uh, you look outside that. He also has Justin Fields on his taxi, though, so maybe that'll help. Yeah, definitely some questions. We're looking at uh, number 10. No surprise on this one. You know, like, this this team's GM really <laughs> just doesn't seem like he knows what's going on. 
most of the time. Uh, we got the Thunder Ducks, number 10, coming in. Uh, you know, they have a great quarterback. You know, Kyler Murray, great, great. Fantastic. Uh, when, I, when, I, when I started laughing, I didn't know it was you. Okay, that was not <laughs> a shot at you. Uh, I, I feel like you know, you know what you're doing. That was not <laughs> me. Right, I apologize. I will say it looks like the Thunder Ducks have the second highest projected points for week one. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact there. That's actually a very good yeah, fact. Just saying. Yeah, and that's why we're talking about dynasty rankings right now. So, ah, yes. Oh, oh, let's let's let's. Can I put out one thing about dynasty? Is what what are you looking at dynasty? You're looking at the next two years, or you're looking at the next ten years? That's a, that's a good point. A championship, a championship. This is a this is a big thing. Like, let's say. Let's say the Thunder Ducks win win this year. Uh, I mean, that's a you could put that notch in your belt. That's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I think I think a dynasty is three years of sustained excellence. But that's what yeah, that's what that's, that, so that's hard what, to like, do. Like you know, that, I mean, he's not wrong. And the, well, that's the that's the whole point. I think that's the, the Thunder Ducks are doing a, a good thing right now. And I think they'll be fine in years to come. Also, I I know your projections are are very good, but I don't know. It's uh, you mean Fisher's GM Fisher's projections? GM Fisher's, that's what I that's what I mean. Yeah, I think like this team could surprise us. You know, Omari Rogers, Taxi Squad. He could be you know a great wide receiver yeah, team. I mean, this Taxi Squad is loaded. You got Omari Rogers. Stevenson from New England, who that backfield is getting clearer and clearer as they start making room. And then Noah Gray, who is impressed throughout training camp as Travis Kelsey's backup at a tight end premium league. I'm just saying. And Mark Andrews is also only 25. So it, it's an interesting team. We'll see. Uh, I think longevity is very hard to predict right now. I think we'll see kind of a clearer picture after maybe this season and next season's finished. You'll actually see who has sustainability. How many how many uh, first round picks does GM uh, Fisher have next year? Do you know if he has any? As first far as I picks? know, he has none. GM Fisher doesn't have any first round picks next year, but we are talking about him right now. We are now talking about the number nine overall ranked dynasty team, and that would be the Pittsburgh. Also, probably one of the again one of the least favorite team names. Um, but okay, yep. talking about his team in general. I mean, it's not bad. He's he's starting old uh, AB at his t- as flex. That's an interesting pick, considering I mm-hmm. feel like he has other players that might be in a better spot. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe not. Oh wow, geez, I looked at his bench. No, he doesn't. Woo. <laughs> Ty Johnson, you know, he could a couple of years down the road, he could be a pretty decent addition. I know he's like you. It's not Ty a rookie Johnson's this year. Been in the but... league for two years and hasn't really ever shown anything though. Yeah, the the Jets are kind of turning around though. He's I got, don't know. I think Lazard shows some promise. He could he could be uh, up and coming. Maybe Sony Michelle breaks out and the Rams. I, I mean, I doubt it, but it's just I don't think his bench is very deep. I think once the bye weeks no. start coming up, he might struggle. Yep. There's nothing super exciting 
in line. Besides, I would say Trey Lance. Trey Lance could be, you know, one of the top quarterbacks for years to come. Yeah, that could be a great pick. Yeah, Trey Lance is probably the highlight of his entire team. Like just talking about mm-hmm. if we're talking dynasty, like he has Josh Allen, which is only twenty. He's only twenty five. Uh, so he's got players that are young. He's got he's got the talent. It's just it's it, it's interesting. I would also throw in Adam Troutman into that conversation. Who? Adam Troutman, Who? tight end for the Saints. You know, he's one of Who? the uh, – Adam Troutman. The Troutman. He's one of the only wide receivers on the Saints right now. Uh, one of our GMs here, he has a lot of uh, – he's got some beautiful kids running around. Ah, oh, yes. Yep. They look cute as heck. <laughs> Are you going to bed? <laughs> Daddy. You hear that laugh? Oh, that's a beautiful laugh. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I love that. That's good stuff. Family. Family. I wish I had some of those. <laughs> <laughs> I just lock myself in the closet while we record, you know, avoid my family at all costs. Uh, uh, same here. Uh, you're a professional. Uh, someone, obviously, is not a professional. He's got a rooster in his background. but uh, And a cake. <laughs> Moving on to rank number eight in the dynasty rankings. One of my least favorite names, Fishting Levon. Running back, they're great. Wait, why is his name that? I mean, I'm pretty sure after covering the team last year, there was some inside jokes uh, named after GM Fisher's first name. And a lot of people just started combining it. There was all kinds of names that were out there last year. There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, love for the champion a lot of people wanted to be like him they all thought he was really cool and wanted to be with him and so yeah a lot of like team names just started popping up it's interesting looking at gm tumovic as his team his starting wide receivers not counting his flex but the main three core the ages are 28 28 and 32 and tyler higby is also 28 it sounds pretty old I don't know. What do you think? Aaron Rodgers also could be close to retiring. Aaron Rodgers just won MVP. Very old. He yeah, he's he's thirty seven, so he's he could stay for a long time. He could retire in a year. I think there's a question marks. And then he just recently traded to get LaVisca Chenault, which is actually probably a really good pick for him to get because it definitely provides some some young players to his squad. Yeah, I think so. We'll have to preface this, you know, with these these rankings came out pre trade, so there has been a trade since before we recorded this um, that aren't reflected in these rankings, so that may skew these rankings. Uh, Fishing Levon acquired Laviscus Chenault and Tyler Higby, who are now starters on this team. So. Interesting stat, also. I don't know if you guys are tracking Rondell Moore for the Cardinals. The he is project the rookie receiver. Yes, he is projected to be behind D-Hop, AJ, Chris Kurt. However, between last week and this week, his projected points have gone up five whole points. He went from projected eight or nine to now he's projected 14. I believe that. He was one of my backup later picks, but yes. Yeah, so if he, if he shows some kind of breakout year, he's a rookie. Um, I mean, add that to LaVisca Chenault, you might end up getting some some boost to his the overall age for his wide receiver core, which again, that's what, that's really what he needs to kind of solve. 
I think that's a great pick that could actually play itself out real well. You know, I'm looking at this rankings, and I think if we were to pull these today, at least I would probably put Fishing Levon a bit higher in these rankings. I mean, we can't you can't really talk crap. So who are you talking about? He he won last year, so I mean, we can't really like put him no, down. He took he took a he took third. Yeah, he took third place. Uh, ended up going to GM Fisher. That's who we ended up winning the champ. Oh yeah, yeah, GM Fisher. Yeah, that's what I meant. So who's next? Who we got next? Novel. We got the uh, Adrian Petersons at number seven. They've got the best QB ranking. They got the best flex ranking. QB is only one person. The worst bench ranking, though. I think that is a uh, that's something big to point out with this team. Not a strong bench. You know, their starters pretty decent, pretty decent, but their bench. Yeah, know. I mean, also for a tight end premium league. Their best tight end is going to be Dallas Goddard. And then behind him, it looks like they have Ebron and Joku and Ferkser. That's not how you say it. Huh? Go bear. Go bear. <laughs> and they didn't they just add Zach Ertz this last week again? <laughs> they just brought Getting him so back. Mad right now. <laughs> yeah, Philly, Philly retained Zach Ertz. So he's yeah. starting a t- his starting tight end in a tight end premium league is going to be one that has a timeshare. What's his name? Gobert. <laughs> yeah. Gobert. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but behind him, he has Ibram and Joku and Ferkser. Like, it's a tight end premium league, and you mean to tell me that you're going to, like, like, you're not even playing to the strength of the league. And on top of that, your third starting wide receiver is Jarvis Landry. Now, again, he has plenty of other pl- talent at other positions. I'm just saying these are some questions that I would address if I was him. All right. In number six, we have Toilet Bowl Deb. himself. Yep. Now, this is pretty crazy. I, I kind of thought this guy, I thought he was going to be for sure the Toilet Bowl champion one more time. But, it, like, just even the moves that he's been making. But, like, honestly, his team's pretty good. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts could be a great uh, quarterback in the next couple of years. Najee. I mean, Najee could end up being a bust. I doubt like, it. Yeah, I doubt it. You know, I, they're going to use him just like they used uh, Le'Veon, right? Like, they're going to just run the shit out of him. Juju, not the greatest. Tyler Lockett, Justin Jefferson. Justin, Justin Jefferson's Jefferson young. Be He's great. core of this team. Daryl Henderson, you know, they added a Sony. Probably not going to be the best, but he could still be pretty decent this year. Yeah, I think they're going to let him prove or prove that he can't, either or. That he can hold that load, and I think they have a backup plan. But man, I'm just looking at this team, though. Yeah, I don't, I kind of like no uh, no Fant though as like a tight end. How is he not starting Noah Fant? Because he's an idiot. I, I think that's well established. You know, like, like... definitely like <laughs> Daryl Henderson should be in, not James Conner. Put Noah Fant in your flex spot. Take take advantage of that tight end premium stuff. You know, especially for Noah Fant. If you go actually, if you go and look. At Noah Fant stats from 2020, every game he played in, he scored no lower than 14 and no higher than 17. His average was 15, and that's every single game was 14 to 17 points. Like he's going to get you at least that. Like I mean, that's about as 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 solid as it comes. Got anything to say about a uh, Deb? You need. I think, uh, yeah, what he's saying is solid. I'm I'm kind of looking towards the next teams. 
where I have things to say because I think these are. You're talking about the team with the disgusting name. Number five. I'm not sure what that means, uh, but yes, I'm looking at these uh, top teams, and I have, I definitely have uh, uh, some opinions on them. So, so well, in number five, I mean, let's just get to it. We got the goat fucker. Don't like saying it. Nope. It feels gross to say. <laughs> yeah, I I don't like this team. But yeah, I don't know. What do you, you what do you what do you gotta say about it? Honestly, I'll, I'll I'd have to look at his team, sir. I I don't even know who he's got. But I without looking at his team, I don't like him, and I think he's, <laughs> I think he's a piece of crap. <laughs> so that's my opinion. I think that's a that's a universal opinion. You know, <laughs> why would you why would you name your team that? Like, come on, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> GF is starting Daryl Williams in his flex spot, the backup. In What's wrong with that? That's a good start. The what? <laughs> What's wrong with Daryl Williams? I think he need- just wants to see this team burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any advice? Come on. From- you need. Come on. On GF. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got, so he's got Zach Wilson. Could be, could be great. Uh, what did Andrew Luck said? Uh, was it Andrew? No, it was uh, Tony Romo said Zach Wilson's going to be the next Pat Mahomes. We'll see. We'll see about that. But uh, you never know. I don't know about that. Man. Andrew Luck. That's a great start. Andrew Luck. Yeah. Trey Sermon. He got Trey Sermon in there. I think a Trey Sermon gets the opportunity. He'll be a three down back in this league. You know, I see, I look at his roster and I see C Sutton. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he's got Cortland. Yeah. No, he's got nope. Cam Sutton. It's Cam Sutton. <laughs> it is the wish.com of Suttons. Yes. I, I'm wondering <laughs> if in the draft he just fucked up. He was like, oh, wait, this is Cortland Sutton dropped this late. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's projected zero. I don't even think he's on a team. Yeah, he's not even on a team. Yeah, let's see his uh his roster percentage. The uh, according to Sleeper, his the percentage of rosters that he's rostered on. You want to take a solid guess? Probably like eight percent. Zero. Zero percent. He's not even at a percentage. He's just yeah. He's just zero percent. So. He, then he even has an additional person, uh, Kylan Granson. Another. Oh, this guy's forty-two percent. So who is Kylan Granson? More popular than how does he have Cam these players? Sutton. Like, <laughs> I even think Sleeper would allow you to draft these guys. That's yeah, he's got him. He's got yeah, he's got. I don't know how he's ranked. Number this is five. the team of obscure players. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> wow, number four, we got. The bad dogs. The oh, bad dogs. Yeah. This is yeah, this is such a great name. <laughs> the bad dogs. So we didn't talk about them because they're not a new team name. They're just like a team name that was there before, but I don't know. Put it in the same hall as the Thunder Ducks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I will say my own beliefs is that Thunder Ducks is better, but the bad dogs is also a team that could like the team name alone could last a long time. I think it's lame, but it could last a long time. It does sound pretty lame. I kind of hope he never take or never changes. I like I like it. Yeah, the bad dogs with the yeah. Z. Yeah, it's got the Z on there and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's all out. I feel like this is a team that like 
you could create a soundtrack for this team, like a 90s hip hop soundtrack for the bad dogs as they enter. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I I just think it sounds terrible. <laughs> Whoever came up with it, you know, I, I think it's terrible. That's all I have to say. It's, it's just terrible. You should probably you should probably second guess yourself. That's so what about what about their team? Tom Brady, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, Calvin Ridley, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Cooks, Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkins. That actually sounds like a pretty good team. He's got a good team. Travis Kelsey, if he retires in a year or two. Could be a problem. Well, I was going to say, no, because uh, he has TJ Hawkinson. As long as oh, TJ Hawkinson, he? yeah, he, so as long as TJ oh, yeah. stays healthy, he pops up into that tight end role, doesn't really miss a step. Like, you might miss a couple points, but you're not going to miss a whole lot. I'm not going to lie. That guy, he's my favorite team so far. I'm not going to lie. With TJ Hawkinson and I think TJ Hawkinson is the winner of multiple fantasy leagues. I think he is nuts. You think having two players from the Lions, they're going to win? Somebody has to score. No, not necessarily. I just don't know about a running back for the Lions. If I was picking a team, I think that's a great team, right? But I agree with what you're saying, Mr. Fisher. One of them will be fine. And I don't know who you're talking to, Mr. Fisher. There's only a novel reship here. Mr. Novel. That's that's what I meant you to keep say. keep pronouncing Novel's last name backwards. I don't know what kind of disease that is. Yeah. Uh, GM, you know, backwards. Yeah. yeah. I can't do it. My fault. Um, now, D, so D. Swift has been battling some injuries all throughout preseason and training camp. So, I mean, he's already not really in a great spot for being a running back for the Lions. Is these with a, a, a third-round pick? I i don't know. Is he a fourth-round pick? I don't pick? know. But Is he a great fourth-round pick? I don't know. Now, so he's got Marquez Valdez-Scantlin. That guy could be a top-12 wide receiver in the next couple of years. Are you talking about Devontae Adams leaves at first. <laughs> Stop talking about Packers. If Devontae ah! Adams leaves, MVS could be a top 12 wide receiver. So I think he's got some decent depth. All right, can you can you name me 12 receivers? Dude, don't be crazy. Come on now. Don't be stupid. Like, he ain't top 12. You've got MVS. You got Randall Cobb. <laughs> so, no, like, you have MVS, Lazard, and Amari Rodgers. Somebody okay, of those three is going to have to step up. Oh, no, I'm saying so, somebody is going to have to step up in the next possibly three years for the Packers to start taking over those wide receiver one roles. That's the same people from the same team. Come on. No, I'm saying like in the future. The Packers don't have a future. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Got them. We're going to get out of these lies. <laughs> Number three in the giant rankings, we have newcomer AB's left hook. I think their team's fine. I don't know. Who they got? It sounds like, sound like trash, to be honest. David Montgomery. He's pretty young, right? He's... 24. He was number three running back last year. Tyree Kill. He's still pretty young. Hey, all right. So you guys tell me this. I'm going to say these people's names and you tell me what they have in common. Carson Wentz, 
Mason Rudolph, Jordan Love, Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Trask. Uh, nobody I want on my fantasy team. What does what do those players have in common? Say say one more time. Carson Wentz, Mason Rudolph, Jordan Love, Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Trask. I don't know what is it. Those are all quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Okay. I, th- I thought you were going for some more. <laughs> nope. Those are all quarterbacks, and that's not even counting the one they're starting. They have six quarterbacks on their team. They have I thought, six. I thought you were going for, like, oh, all players to, like, average so many points in college or something like that. No, those, <laughs> so those, those cool stats will come later as I can build those up. But right now, this is all face value. Just what position they play. Okay. I mean, you're talking a fourth of their bench is just quarterbacks. And then the rest of them are like Marlon Brown. Okay. Like not, not great. Yeah. Mar- so yeah, Marlon Brown, Keyshawn Vaughn. Was that Chris Evans? What was his name? Yeah. Chris Evans. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph's a career backup now he has reached he has hit that level of he is a career backup. i mean people think he'll take over for big ben when he leaves but we'll see yeah for that many quarterbacks on one team i just like it feels like you're hoping one pops off to be a patty mahomes but i don't know and then it can but you can tell their focus was on wide receivers quite a bit because they even they're I mean Cortland Sutton's on their bench. They also have the New Orleans Saint Marquez Callaway, who did crazy good in the offseason. So those are their those are their wide receivers. Running backs are a bunch of nobodies, and then their tight ends are a bunch of hopefuls. Mm-hmm. Firemuth, Knox, Hollister, like those are all guys you're hoping break out. Which leaves them starting Gerald Everett, who was playing for the Seahawks. Russell Wilson is historic for not using tight ends. I just, I think there are some weak spots on this team going forward, but they're still going to win games. Like, obviously they're going to still win games. Yep. I said, I, I don't know. I kind of see this team as a, a middle of the road. They'll they'll be like on the bubble of the playoffs. Maybe they'll be like higher up in the rankings, but I don't see them winning a championship. I see them ranked between four and six. Yeah. I see them ranked about four to six, making the playoffs, but it'll be close. Yeah. I, did somebody tell them this isn't a super flex league too? With all those quarterbacks? <laughs> now that like now that you brought it up, like and I'm looking at it, because yeah, like Jordan Love, Trevor Lawrence, and Kyle. They like, have they have quarterbacks they're hoping become generational. Say, yeah, say they do. Say they say one of them does. Say one of them is like fucking fantastic. Is like is Patrick Mahomes is like a top five quarterback every single year. Like, what real advantage does that provide? I think it's more like if multiple of those guys pop off, those will be trade bait. That's true because he could trade and possibly boost his tight end or running back core by trading a top quarterback. We'll see though. Moving on to probably, I think, the worst like <laughs> ranking that we've had. Number two in the Dynasty rankings, the Skull Squad. So, you best the uh, beat reporter for the Skull Squad. What are, your, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, what do you think about... You get the opening remarks. What is there to say besides 
This is trash. So a team is going for the next 10 years. You have to respect them. And they are. So this is a great team. We have to respect them. I mean, let's be let's be honest. <laughs> I'm not sure what our other players are saying. This is a great team. This <laughs> If you look at other stats, this is probably the best team uh in the in this in this league. This is the best team. Stats to back it up. No, nothing. No. Just this, this is, is all opinion. <laughs> this is how. This is how. You need right though. All of his articles, opinion. Yeah. No stats. All opinion. <laughs> Crickets. Yeah. Well, you God. guys are you guys are fucking losers. All right. So how about that. <laughs> fucking. Uh, he's got the young quarterback in Tua. I think Tua's unproven. Saquon is a question mark because. Running behind that line, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. You could put Barry Sanders back there. He's not getting any yards. Fuck you, Caleb. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like you. Yeah, Corey Davis could be pretty good. Oh, I think that Corey Davis spot could be a huge, huge yeah. thing. I think Corey Davis could blow up. But I will say, this GM knows the rules because he's starting Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts. I mean, mm-hmm. those guys could get them 50 to 60 each week. Like, so Shut, I, up. Just... Shut up, Caleb. You little bitch. Fuck you. Get out of here. Caleb isn't here. <laughs> yeah, take us on your side. I'm telling I'm telling them that Darren Wall and Kyle Pitts are great picks. I think uh, Kyle Pitts, you know, Kyle Pitts down the road could be a complete bust. You know, like he could really suck. You know, I mean, I, I doubt it. I mean, nobody ever knows. Like. He could be in his second season, tears ACL, which, I mean, you don't want to see. No. Now, he could tear his ACL and then not be a person. Or he could be the number one tight end for the next six years. Yeah, he could be He could be Travis Kelsey. He could be the number one tight end, hands down. Yeah. Like, you're going to pick this guy. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I like a first-round pick or maybe a very high second-round pick in redraft leagues. And the Falcons are bad enough that they could get a high draft capital to get a good quarterback with them, you know, after uh, Matty Ice leaves. Yeah, Um, I didn't realize this, but it's escaping me right now. But Dan Quinn was fired from Atlanta and he is now a defensive coordinator for a team, a defensive coordinator after he was fired for letting games slip away after they're up. They could score 35, but they gave up 45. That guy is a defensive coordinator somewhere. Absolutely. That makes no sense. <laughs> Connections. He <laughs> agrees wholeheartedly. Uh, so who's at number one? I, feel, I already know. I already know. Nobody. I, I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. Which, uh, for the audience, just for reference, is not very far. I'm pretty heavy. 
The greatest team. I think, you know, what a what a great team. You know, Jonathan Taylor, one he could be one of the best running backs in the league for the next couple of years. You got Devontae Adams, probably the best wide receiver. Chris Godwin, I think the the young talent on this team, Jerry Judy, could be a fantastic wide receiver. Yes, they don't have very many rookies. They didn't grab very many rookies from this year's draft. They didn't have very many high rookie picks. But they have a lot of second-year players, a lot of young players. I think that's – I mean, for Dynasty, I mean, might as well be the same thing, to be honest. Like, Yep. Yeah, so any any other final thoughts on uh, the Green Bud Packers, you know? I think – I mean, listen, GM Fish just won a championship, so to take him completely out of any kind of consideration would be insane. He's obviously got the talent. He obviously has the know-how to win a championship. And for him to have some of these second-year players, I mean, I think he could be a powerhouse for a couple of years now. I, I mean, we're talking consistent top five. Bilak, you're pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Moving in to our final segment. I know it's been real long. The week one matchups. We're going to go through all the week one matchups. And then uh, we got our matchup of the week. And then our hosts are going to give our uh, our picks. We'll have a little pick contest for the rest of the season. And we'll see who comes out on top. So here we go for a uh, uh, big highlight for this week. All the matchups are divisional games. So remember, the winner of each division will automatically get a spot in the playoffs. So Huge deal. Huge. You play all of your uh, division rivals twice throughout the season. So these are pretty important games. And uh, it just so happens that this week, every matchup is a divisional game. So I like that. Week one. I like it. Week one coming right out of it. Our first matchup of the week is the Green Bud Packers versus Fishing Levon. I mean, for these teams to just trade before week one, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, if Fishing Levon upsets GM Fish like at week one, I mean, Fisher, nobody likes you. That would be a pretty big thing, especially like if it came down to like minuscule points. Like that'd be that'd be a huge win for him. Um, But but I mean, we knew last year GM Fish started one and three. Nobody likes him. Correct. (laughs) Two and six. Two Two and and six. six. So he started two and six. Still won a championship. So, I mean, week one is a big deal. Nobody likes them. Last season, between these two GMs, they're 50-50. So, oh, how many matchups do they have? Like one and one? Two. Nobody likes them. So, they split it. They had two matchups, one and one? Yep. Okay. First game, uh, GM Fisher won 167.5 to uh, 138.62. The second game, Tumavikis yeah, nobody likes One, you. 113 to 28. So they're, they're, they're pretty decently close. A big game here yep. or there. Yep. I like that. I think this could be a close matchup. I'll wait. I'll wait for my pickums to tell you who I got. But any uh, any thoughts on this one? Janine? Keep it going. You suck. <laughs> All right. Our second matchup, we got the Bad Dogs versus the Pittsburghers. This should be a pretty good one. You know, both teams got, like, pretty decent quarterbacks. Josh Allen versus Tom Brady. Nick Chubb versus Alvin Kamara. DeAndre Swift versus Ronald Jones. Calvin Ridley versus Mike Evans. Terry McLaurin 
DJ Moore. Uh, I think, yeah, there's a lot of players here. Two top tight end battles. Yeah, this one could be very close. I mean, we're talking a 10-point difference, like 134, 124 type thing. I mean, well. I think these teams are very similar. Yeah, like they are. They're they're, they're very matched uh, evenly. So, yeah, I, I would take that. Like if if I had to pick an over-under on this one, I think they'd be very, very hard to pick. All right, next matchup, we got uh, AB's left hook versus the Thunder Ducks. I was just looking at their quarterbacks, Tannehill, Kyler Murray. Yeah, all I see is you, and you look fucking stupid. So. What? <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not supposed to say that. Uh, I, I think if I had to take that matchup, I would take Kyler Murray over Tannehill. Yeah, I'm still going to say it. You look stupid. <laughs> what is all this hate for me? Yeah, what is, yeah. You need just hates novel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Novel is, uh, you know, he's no bitch person. All right, I'll, I'll say that. All right. Mm-hmm. Is not a bitch. That's Thank all goodness. I think the right now the uh, the projected points are 147 for Thunder Ducks, 138 for... The Thunder Ducks is a stupid thing. They are terrible. I would pick them to win this game. I would, I would disagree. I think AB's left hook definitely has them beat. With running backs, though, you know, you look at Chris Carson and Chase Edmonds. I don't expect much out of that, but Joe Mixon, David Montgomery. I would expect more from Chase Edmonds versus Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah. I. Do you think more points from uh, Chase Edmonds than Joe Mixon for Week One? I see. I don't know about Week One, but I think you're talking end of season. I mean, we're talking we're we're talking Week One matchups. Oh, I know. I'm just talking like I just I think. Hey, stop Stop doing it. You guys are you're being stupid. Come on. Look at your background with the big K. Stop it's it. It's my last name. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, I still, I still love you, but stop yeah, it. I definitely think Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds has more points at the end of the year than Joe Mixon. I think this will be another close matchup, though. I, I very much doubt that. You think it's going to be a blowout? I think that's a water bet. Oh, you're talking about Chase Edmonds and Joe Mixon? Yeah. All right, Novel, I'll take that water bet. Water bet? Water bet. Chase Edmonds finishes with more points than Joe Mixon. More fantasy points than Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon was going to finish with more fantasy points than Chase Edmonds. Fisher, you are are a terrible better. What are you talking about? You want to get in on this? Do I want to get in? Uh, yes, because you're a piece of shit. Yeah. So who do you get? Uh, everybody. Fucking tr- you trash ass. So what's the next matchup? What do we got? We got uh, Adrian Peterson versus the Skull Squad. Ooh. This one on paper isn't supposed to be close. I think, in fact, it is the biggest deficit for a matchup. Yep. 67 to 33% chance we're talking here. So allegedly on paper, Adrian Peterson should have this one. I mean, almost in the bag. I don't know how much percent you want to talk about for it being a gimme almost, but I don't think it's going to be that close. Yeah. I'm not sure on this one. The fact that they said sake, they're going to be like easing Saquon back. So I will say if you look positionally one V one, Skull Squad versus Adrian Peterson. 
I think Adrian Peterson has a lot of the matchups won. However, this will be the perfect matchup to see does tight end premium focus matter? See, that seems pretty important. You can see the clear drop off between starting Goddard versus Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts. If tight end premium is a big deal, we will see it. Well, we'll see. I think this will be like a big showing because, yeah, Dallas Goddard, I, yeah. you know, he's not going to be great this year. This is a big deal. No, it is a big deal. That's exactly what we're talking about. I think we only have one other two two matchups left. We got that guy, Dave. Ah, yes. Rojo's Leftovers versus... So, Rojo's Leftovers yeah, and GF. the Goat Fucker. GF. GF. Wow. This is an interesting matchup because you have Rojo's Leftovers that is starting Sterling Shepard, which I'm not super in love with. And then you also have the question marks around Dak. But at the same time, like starting Darrell Williams as your flex, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think also, I, I mean, he has like Chris McCaffrey, which is like that guy could be like 25, 30 could points be, you know, if, week. if we get a good CMC. We'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I, I, I also think like I feel like he'll probably update his starters because he has like Michael Gallup on there on his bench as well. Uh, you know, like Miles Gaskins. He's, got he's probably gonna put in Miles Gaskins. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he does. Yeah. He, Unless he really does believe in uh, in in Harden. Going into the matchup of the week, we got well. So we have last year's loser versus the last ranked team. Deb versus the Baconator. Deb versus the Baconator. What do you guys think? Yeah, last in rankings this is going to be an interesting matchup. Could be fortuitous of the toilet bowl. Maybe who knows? Could yeah. If uh, Deb makes more, you know, bad decisions, just like last year or this year so far, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I think the uh, Daryl Henderson could I think be great. Gronk is Gronk is a starting tight end. I mean, he could has been a little fan. bit of a bust, but but starting Gronk. I mean, maybe this is Gronk's like last two raw and Frankenstein's his way to a great fantasy season. Yeah, yeah who knows? Yeah. You never know. I mean, like last year when he came back, he like wasn't yep. like, playing. Yep. Uh, but Najee Harris, this is his first game against a not good run defense, like in Buffalo. Man, his breakout game, game one, maybe he gets thirty. Yeah, I that's a, I I think Clyde Edwards Elaire last year, right? He had like pretty a good first week one. We'll see. Yeah, this will be an interesting matchup. I think it might kind of set the tone for both of these GMs for the year. We'll go into our final host pick'em contest. Kenny must have dropped out. I don't know. He's not like joining back in, so unfortunately, we probably won't get his picks unless he joins back in here before uh, we finish up. But uh, we're going to be doing a pick'em contest between uh, myself and Block for the season, uh, and then whatever host is on that week will uh, join in on it. We got to figure out some kind of like some kind of bet on it. Something. Sounds good to me. You down for like a jersey bet or something? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do a jersey bet? Yeah. All right. So, we got our little chart up here. The Green Bud Packers versus Fishing Levon. Who do you got? Mm, I don't know. According to the rankings, this should be an upset. But, oh man. I See, part of me wants to lean and go with uh, the Green Bud Packers. Go Green Bud Packers? All right. I have to go with my team. Uh, You know, my team. Yeah, I mean you cover you covered GM Fisher's team 
almost exclusively. So that's fair. You cover a lot of the league, but that's like where that's the that's your roots. Yeah, so that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I mean, according to according to Sleeper, he's projected to lose, but I like I like Green Bay Packers. The bad dogs versus the Pittsburghers. I'm gonna I'll go first on this one. You know, I don't know. Just kind of like looking at their teams. I like Alvin Kamara. I like uh, Nick Chubb week one. I'm going to go to the Pittsburghers on this one. I think Josh Allen has a good game. I think Alvin Kamara has a good game. Mike Evans be pretty good. George Kittle and Antonio Brown could be pretty great. Yeah, I'm going to go with the bad dogs. Okay. I think Jalen Waddell kind of struggles with New England. I think New England puts the pressure on Tua. Doesn't allow too many routes. Waddle probably finishes with four catches, 53 yards. Um, and I don't think Antonio Brown gets too involved. Like, he'll probably have maybe a splash play, but that's about it. And I think that's what's going to hinder the Pittsburghers. I like the Bad Dogs. Going into our uh, third matchup, we got the AB's left hook versus the Thunder Ducks. I'll let you take this one first. I go with the Thunder Ducks. I mean, kind of the same way we have to go with with GM Fish novel. I mean, I think I think he's got this. I think his team is another team that's going to prove that tight end premium leagues like this one and starting Mark Andrews and Logan Thomas. I think those are going to be the difference makers. That could be it. Yep, I think those are going to be the difference makers. Not a not a not a blowout. It'll be close. But I got I got Thunder Ducks. I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I think uh. AB's left hook, while down the road, I think they could be pretty good. I just don't think uh, Brandon Ayuk's going to be great. I don't know if uh, Gerald Everett's going to be great this week. AJ Brown could be pretty good, but I think Tyler Boyd, they've got Cincinnati's got a lot of uh, other wide receivers on that team, and I'm going to have to go to Thunder Ducks as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Does Tyler Boyd really get wide receiver one looks, or do they start leaning towards T. Higgins? and getting Jamar Chase involved, I think it's going to be interesting. A very revealing game for Tyler Boyd. All right, next up we got uh, Adrian Peterson versus the Skull Squad. Take this one first. I don't know. I think this could be a a pretty good matchup, but I do think that Skull Squad is going to struggle this year. I think they got, like, a lot of talent down the road, especially with, like, Saquon coming back. Like, they said that they're going to, like, start him uh, start him off slow, so I'm gonna have to go with Adrian Peterson. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you on that one, Abel. Man, just looking at the Skull Squad, I think 125 is a probably a good projection with half of that being Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts, and then I I think Adrian Peterson probably scores closer to 150, and I think this is probably gonna be like one of those 152. 121 games like a 30 point difference i very much agree all right so we've had three <laughs> that we're all been uh tied on i'll take the you got this you got the first one on this one so rojo's leftovers versus uh go fucker this is an interesting matchup um yeah i'm gonna go with i hate the name but i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with gf on this one um i think this one has a potential to be very close but there's just too many question marks on uh, that guy Dave's team. I just too many question marks for me. Week one, especially. Will Zacherts produce? Who knows? Will Dak be a hundred percent ready to go? Will Tampa Bay focus on Zeke? I, 
I just too many question marks for me. I'm gonna go for the big underdog here. Okay. I'm gonna go. I think Kareem Hunt comes out there, and I think he just doesn't do anything. Okay. I think Adam Thielen kind of takes more of a backseat role to uh, Justin Jefferson, and we'll see who they end up starting instead of Daryl Williams. Because God, I hope they don't start Daryl Williams. <laughs> seems they have no idea what they're doing. But Deontay Johnson, you know, against Buffalo, who's not does not have the best uh pass defense this year. Yep. Zeke, although they're going against like that offensive line, like I think Zeke's gonna be their only thing that they got going for them, especially as like Dak's coming back and he'll probably have a couple dump offs to him. So I mean it's the same reason. I guarantee you, uh Antonio Gibson's gonna have a lot of short uh little yep. dump off passes with that Chargers defense. Mm-hmm. He might finish with like six receptions. Yep, I uh, I think Rojo's leftovers. They have only got a thirty four percent chance to win, but I really think that they're gonna pull it out. And uh, I'm gonna go with Rojo's leftovers for this one. Okay. All right, and our final uh, the matchup of the matchup, week. The matchup of the week. So uh, I'll take this one first. I'm gonna have to go with Deb. I just think the Baconator. I don't know. I don't know about him. I think Najee, like we talked about, Najee's going to come out of there super fresh, you know, just feeling great. First NFL game. Uh, He's got Tyler Lockett in there. Justin Jefferson, like I said just earlier, I think Justin Jefferson going to take all those targets away from Thielen. Yep. Gronk. Gronk's had a little bit more time to get back into football. He was doing pretty decent in the playoffs last year. And then uh, I think this is Daryl Henderson's, like, chance to, like, prove himself, so. He he has everything that he has to prove it. So I'm going with Deb on this one. Yeah, uh, man. I mean, I think you're right on the money with Daryl Henderson. Really has something to prove here. But that Chicago front seven, man, I don't know. If you look at all of his matchups, all but one are green. Green light, ready to go. The problem is, is James Conner, how many points does he actually get? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be much. Unless it's unless it's goal line work. I mean, hell, James Conner finishes with 28 yards with two touchdowns. That's good enough. That's all you need. But Jalen Hurts is also a question mark. I gotta go with uh, I gotta go with the Baconator. I feel like he gets yeah. I feel like he gets this one. I don't think Evan Ingram is a great tight end, and I don't like Leonard Fournette really as a flex. But I think the rest of his positions, all although they're not great matchups. I think we're looking at CEH and Eckler with a lot of catches. I think I think it'll be close, but I like the Baconator. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I I, I disagree. <laughs> well, uh, so you got uh, the Green Bud Packers. They both got the Green Bud Packers. Yep. The second matchup, the Bad Dogs yep. versus the Pittsburghers. We both, uh, we, just recap. Yep. Split on that one. And then we both got uh, – Thunder Ducks and AB or uh, who's Adrian Peterson, both got them yep. guys, and then uh, we're split on the last two, so it'll be real interesting next week. Uh, recap, recap it. Yep, yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting to see how these some of these teams perform, man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about the week one for a dynasty is a big week because you don't know how your team is gonna produce until yep. this week. I think there's a lot of like young talent too that we're waiting to see what their first initial reaction is so. yeah i mean we have young talent that we're waiting to see like Najee. Mm-hmm. will this be t higgins big year 
yeah. will CMC return and be the running back he was before? Like, will Saquon return? Yeah, will Saquon Sa- return? Yeah, Saquon's not only injured for last year, but we're also talking two years a bad offensive line, like just bad. I think it's gonna be real interesting. Uh, as we close out, uh, we'll just bring it up. Uh, we're gonna be doing this every Tuesday, so they will be much more shorter than this. So definitely, yeah. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, uh, Block and myself, novel, will be like the two main hosts, and then every single week we'll have like another guest host. So if you are interested, we're gonna be recording on Tuesday nights, and then I'm gonna try to get it out by wednesday afternoon and it should be on all of your main like podcast platforms whatever that is like spotify uh google music uh apple music google play all those things so and if you guys have any ideas for segments let us know yeah send them up let us know all right man i'll uh i'll see you later hey have a good one novel i look forward to next week uh hopefully uh we have some wins to talk about for our teams yeah yeah (laughs) all right have a good one all right See ya.